In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Wanna be like me, recreate my flow. I'ma take my flow, then remake my flow. But I 
how they try and take my flow. I make my dough. Hey, yo, I can make it rain because I be making it snow. But yo, I've been taking it slow. I wasn't around. But the car crash couldn't lay the hustler down. Nah, I'm still here for real. I'm still here. It wasn't looking pretty, but Swizzy, I'm still here. They said I could have been brain dead in the wheelchair. But I'm standing in the booth and the skills are still here. Yeah, the hustler home, the hustler home. Let's celebrate and toast with a cup of Patron. I got my drink in my records films these things matter welcome folks just so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan how are we doing out there uh if you listen to yesterday's show with comments by celebs if you didn't why didn't you my god doesn't get better than those girls come on uh i revealed that i have covid and it sucks really badly this is my second time having COVID. First was a year and a half ago, uh, Christmas a year and a half ago. I think that was a year and a half. And now this is my second time. And I'm boosted and I'm vaxxed and I, I, I wear masks when I take Ubers and all that stuff. But I probably got it at the Canis Luan show. Uh, that's where I'm guessing. Nobody that I was hanging out with has COVID but me. So I, you know, I guess I just touched a banister or something. Who knows? Uh, if you gave me COVID, please reach out to so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. Um, it has been uh, uh, really challenging for me the last day. This is probably the worst day thus far uh, with this whole thing. Uh, I'm a little so just bear with me today, you guys. I was thinking about counts canceling, but I just uh, that didn't feel right either. You know, like I I feel like we need to we need to exercise these demons, or at least I do. And plus, I've been isolating now for three three or four days, and I'm getting really lonely. And you guys are the people that I'm choosing to save my voice to talk to. So you got to talk to me, you guys out there. You got to listen to this 
and just talk along. I'm hearing your voices and you're hearing mine and let's see if I make any sense. But I couldn't go the weekend because there's so much crap happening right now. Did you guys, I woke up today already with the news about Randall Emmett. Oh my God. We'll get into that in a second. Of course, we'll get into that much more next week. But LA Times released a bombshell of an article. Let me take you through the last day, though, for me. I, I wrapped up the show, got into bed at like 9.30, which is really early for me. I took two melatonin. I took a Tylenol PM. I wanted to make sure I was out. And guess what? I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't fall asleep. I, I was up until like 3.30 in the morning, and I had to be up at 8 because I went on Up and Adam Live on YouTube. By the way, if anybody's watching this on YouTube and found me from Up and Adam Live, hi, welcome. I wanted to go on there and do that this morning, but he recorded it at like 9 a.m., and I love him. I love his show on YouTube. Uh, I think he's going to come back on here soon. And we talked Beverly Hills for like 45 minutes. Go check it out. But I wanted to be up and ready for that. And it was like the first day of school vibe, you guys, where I was like, oh, my God, why can't I sleep? And I felt sick and headachy on top of that. And I was just tossing and turning. And then, of course, I set my alarm for 8, but my body woke up at 7 a.m. And that's when I discovered the Randall Emmett email. Like, I'm usually not up in time to discover breaking news like that. So I was like, am I reading this correctly? This is wild, you guys. Uh, just to uh, find it on my phone here, if you guys are living under a rock, the LA Times dropped what I kind of compare to like a Harvey Weinstein-esque, not takedown because Randall deserves all of this, but uh, really just this really great investigative reporting piece by Amy Kaufman and Meg James. Amy Kaufman, by the way, the I believe uh, the reporter for the LA Times, she also wrote a Bachelor book on the Bachelor franchise and she's just amazing. I'm sure, I'm sure Heather or Kate or some uh, one of the other podcasters will get her because she's just fast. I would love to speak to her about this. Uh, but that's the goal too: is that we get so silly on this show. I don't think people also realize that I do kind of respectful interviews, and I have this whole other side of me that's not as silly. But today we're gonna be silly. Today we are gonna be silly. Do you need a new villain? Here I am, it's me, Diana Jenkins. And we have to get into the Lisa Rinna Instagram mess today. Lisa Rinna was not really even in this week's episode. And she took to Instagram with a fury today, almost like, don't forget me, everybody. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> horrible, just horrible. Uh, and also, my girl Sutton's taking testosterone. Who knew? It's just wild. But, like, I love that when I finally meet Sutton, she potentially could bench press me. That would be... By the way, she'll probably... When, when, when me and Sutton start dating, she'll probably have more testosterone than I will. That would be... But that's okay. I'm fine. I'm a cat guy now. Um, okay, so this, this Randall Emmett thing, this is the headline. The man who played Hollywood inside Randall Emmett's crumbling empire. The... Uh, uh, the headline underneath that is the ex-fiancee of reality star Lala Kent faces the collapse of his company amid a trail of lawsuits, civil fraud charges, and allegations of abusive behavior. And you guys, so many people went on record. His old assistant did. If you look, if you uh, find the LA Times article online, uh, there's also a voicemail attached to it that Randall is like begging this guy to call him back. He uses the same tactics 
that a lot of abusers use. Uh, there's alleged drug use, a lot of cocaine use, allegedly. Also, the Bruce Willis accusations. Because remember, Randall is the king of the geezer teasers. Uh, and what I mean by that, we did a whole episode on this last year. Uh, is that Vulture did an article about him like a year or so ago that I found fascinating. But what his whole bit is, you guys, is that he um, he he hires older act, older respected actors like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Bruce Willis, John Travolta, and he'll pay them a great deal of money for a very small speaking role. And that way he can sell it to foreign investors. So video on demand, like it might not get released in the movie theaters, most times not, but they know they can sell it overseas just by those names alone, right? And it's a really, it's, you know, it's a not brilliant move, but it's a move. But the thing is, it, you know, the accusation is, and I think it was an open secret, was that Bruce Willis, of course, was diagnosed with asphasia. I believe that's how to pronounce it, but it makes it so it's hard for him to speak and and move his body in certain ways, and that's why he had to retire from acting a couple of months ago. Now, a lot of people are wondering why Bruce Willis starred in like 15 of the shittiest movies of his career, all produced by Randall in the last two years. Well, now we kind of know. Is that Randall knew, Bruce knew, and Randall was the only person who's still willing to pay him millions of dollars for very minimal speed. In fact, the article opens up with Randall, uh, supposedly a first-person account, of not being able to direct Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis couldn't understand a kicking-in-the-door direction. And, of course, Randall Emmett saying that's not true. He was not aware of it. But I think that I think it was an open secret uh, in Hollywood because I also think that's why Hollywood wasn't hiring Bruce Willis. For me, as somebody that's loved movies since I was a little kid, I was always fascinated just with uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And even the last couple of years, I noticed. I was like, wait, Bruce Willis, he loves his action films and stuff like that. But remember, Bruce Willis can act. Remember Pulp Fiction? Remember, like he did a lot of films that I would say are, are really good. He's a very charming actor that when pushed can really just be amazing. And, the, you know, these films, I was like, why is he doing it? Like, does he need the money that badly? And now I believe, you know, it was that he was trying to make enough money before he was unable to work at all. And Randall was the only person that could make that, like, meet his quote. So it was kind of each other scratching each other's backs, you know. But still, more, you know, moralistically, it's probably not the best thing for Randall to have done. But it seems like Randall's career has allegedly been built on a lot of missteps, a lot of, ooh, you did that. But then also, let's get it to the women's stuff. And the women's stuff with producers, this isn't new. We've had Casting Couch in Hollywood for decades. I mean, since the beginning of the time. Doesn't make it right, but it's there. And that's what the Harvey Weinstein scandal was about, right? You would think Randall would have cleaned up his act, but I think there's something broken in these people. In fact, one girl had a, a story where he was cruising down Ventura Boulevard in a Rolls Royce at 2 a.m. and pulled up and was like, hey, hey, I'm not a creep. Google me, Google me. Like, and he would like get, slide into girls' DMs asking for nudes, drug, like just asking for the girls to do drugs. It's a really sordid thing. And I think there's like, obviously, Randall is a very messed up dude. And by the way, producers are such a nefarious lot in certain ways because to be able to produce a movie or produce anything, it takes so much work. It takes so much persistence. It takes so much obliviousness. You just have to keep pushing. Randall just kept pushing. And that's how I think it spilled over in his behavior with women and all of that. Now, people, uh, his rep and his team were already saying, well, this is all Lala Kent trying to do a hit piece to stay relevant for reality shows. Bullshit. 
And the reason I start this show with this story is because I think it really ties in with Erica Jane very well. Which, you know, I'm lit! I'm lit! It's me, Erica Jane! Don't forget about me! Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, so... Lala, lover or hater, and by the way, I posted a couple things today where the comments about Lala were brutal. Like, oh, she's still trash. Oh, BJ's for PJ's, and that's what you get when you... Listen, totally. But we cannot also say, like, man, Lala got out at the right time. She got out a year ago before this whole house of cards fell down. Remember, Erica Jane, on the other hand stayed in this relationship. She was even deposed. Remember, she never sit for the depositions, but she knew there were money dep depositions out for Tom's money. She was even named in these lawsuits, and she was deposed, never sat for uh, uh, a deposition, but that was in the future. And then all of a sudden, remember the story from Beverly Hills, which almost made me revisit it, and I thought you guys would be interested in being reminded, is that, isn't it interesting? Remember how she painted it? She painted that Tom was a cheater. Tom was a cheater. Look, look. Here's this judge he cheated with. Ah, uh, Deborah B or Trisha Bigelow. That was her name, Trisha Bigelow. And she said Tom had cheated. But remember, Tom cheated, and I'm sure he cheated a lot, but he cheated with Trisha, which she used, I think, around 2012, 2013. Erica knew, and by the way, I, I do have a first person that told me that had close relationships with the Girardi family that Erica was well aware of Tom's cheating way before a year and a half ago. Way before. That it was uh, not an understood thing. She wasn't not, ha she wasn't happy with it, but she, uh, it was an, like it, it was known. Um, so it's also though a perfect excuse to get out of this relationship when you know the LA Times article is coming. When you know the House of Cards is completely falling down. The thing is, Lala got out a year before all of this, or, or how many, nine months? I don't know when, when she got out, but she got out. And so she kind of... it kind of really has worked in her favor, I think, thus far, or at least today. We'll see how the 10th season of Vanderpump Rules covers this, because that is... Starts shooting next week, you guys. That's really... And here's the thing. You're like, well, in the article, it says that Randall Emmett called Ron Meyer, who was the president of Universal uh, Pictures, or which which had uh, affiliation with NBC Universal, and said, please, you know, edit everything out about me on this show or my name. And if you do, I will thank you in my Irishman uh, Oscars acceptance speech if it wins Best Picture. And Ron Meyer, who's a big wig, you guys, his daughter used to be married to Tommy McGuire, but he started CAA. Like, he, he's a brilliant man as well. But it's, like, weird how all these guys scratch each other's backs. It's a really weird time. I guess it's a really weird world. We all do shit like that. Um, but I think in Hollywood it happens a little bit more. But uh, so, so Ron said, okay, yeah, uh, also give me, like, four tickets to the Oscars. Like, you got to read the article. It's really good. And I'm not going to go, I'm going pretty into it, but I'll save some for next week because I'm not feeling great. But, uh, so Randall was well aware of trying to get attention, but at the same time hide uh, from things a lot. And this dude was living a whole other life on his phone. And there was a thing in that where Lala said, he, I tried to grab his phone 
And he wrestled me to the ground, and she said, I had to fight with everything in me to get away. It seemed kind of very scary. And I think Randall has known that this day was coming. In fact, this is the other damning thing in the article. Three ladies that he had uh, allegedly done things with or sent lewd messages to, um, he had them file mo- file uh, official motions or, or something saying, when I talked to the Los Angeles Times reporter, Amy Kaufman, I lied to get attention. But the thing is, Amy Kaufman had never talked to these ladies yet. So the- Randall was doing this ahead of schedule, expecting Amy to talk to them and them expecting to. So like they, I mean, it's just really insane. It's longer than the Tom Girardi article. Sutton would like, I read this all night four times. I'll say, I'll say, I read. I wonder if anybody on the cast of Vanderpump Rule, maybe Ariana. I get a text Ariana go, did you read this article about Randall? Oh, I'll say, I'll say, I, I read it four times last night. But what have I predicted all along with Bravo is that we are now in the Bravo criminal empire world. We have Erica Jane, we have Jen Shaw, now we have Randall Emmett, and that ties us into Vanderpump Rules. We just need to be reminded about the Thomas Ravenall stuff on Southern Charm, and we got a quadrifecta or whatever we want to call it. I mean, it's wild. You truly need a law degree to be watching Bravo these days. So I don't know what happens from this point on. Remember, people like Randall... They don't go away. They're fighters. They're barnacles. Remember, Harvey Weinstein still fights in prison to this day. Like, is still suing people. Is still, you know, he still, these people don't give up. And that's how they get their movies made in the first place. I think it's a really interesting distinction is that never count these people out at all. Uh, by the way, uh, YouTube, sorry, you just had to see me wipe my nose. Uh, by the way, but for the people that are not subscribed to YouTube, Kind of an exciting opportunity to come see me wipe my nose if that's your thing, you know? Uh, by the way, I look like holy hell, you guys. Uh, but I wanted to have something visual up there on the YouTube, especially for the Up and Adam people, if that's uh, if you're joining us for the first time. Okay, so that is the Randall stuff. We're going to have way more to talk about this for the entirety of the season. And also, I just remember, my compliment of Lala, I think it's kind of... Listen, you can still think she's shitty. You can still think she took all the money and all that, but guess what? Like that's Hollywood, baby. Like that's get you're you're gonna meet a lot of girls that did things for money or fell in love like with money behind the scenes. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's not to me so shocking. The thing that was shocking to me about the Randall stuff is I think we all kind of suspected this, but I truly think Lala, to a degree, convinced herself she was in love with this dude, and she did protect this dude. She did lie for this dude. And I think to the to this day, she's pissed because he he got her. Lala fancies herself as somebody that you don't play. You, you know, give him Lala. You don't play Lala. And she got played by Randall. She got lied to. She got lied to big time. And I think that's why she is infinitely more pissed than uh, she ever would have been. I think she got fooled. And that, I think, is a big no-no in Lala's world because she considers herself a gangster, you know? But I'm saying, like, Vanderpump Rules Season 10, you guys shaping up to potentially be something magical if they don't... uh, if they don't muck it up. Also, uh, shout out to my Patreon members. Uh, great live that we did last night. Small but mighty. Remember Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Part two will be out on Saturday. I need to take a day off tomorrow just to try to feel better. And it's all... Oh, 
I uh, I got invited, you guys, to Steve Martin and Martin Short at the Hollywood Bowl. They're playing, and I had to cancel because of the stupid COVID. How dare you, Luann? And I had to cancel on my buddy Nick. I was going to be able to go hang out with him and his one-year-old. And uh, it's very sad stuff, you guys. So please think of me when you're partying your balls off this weekend. Please party your balls off for me. Even the women. I know that's uncouth. But please party your Please crack a cold one for me, you guys. Please think of me. Also, if you think of me even a little bit more, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Remember, you can listen to the interviews I do during the week at any point. That comments by Celeb One is great. Kaylin Partlow from uh, Love on the Spectrum, amazing. Uh, Just so much goodness out there that I think is coming from this show. And I hope we can keep going. When I'm sick, I get really down and I've been really depressed, to be honest with you, this last day, especially. And uh, I see up and bubbly now because I just haven't used my voice since this morning. But I get really, it's, it's, uh, I get, this is so weird, you guys. This is weird. We're like, basically steering my own ship and I hope uh, it's all working out and sometimes it's hard to have perspective on anything and especially when you're sick you feel like oh I just gotta quit everything this is not working it's not working you guys uh, also, huge shout out, guys, to Juliana Carraza, who took all of the notes for Beverly Hills today. Uh, I've watched it a bunch, but I have been so out of it, I couldn't even like make notes on top of her notes. And she said this was an extra difficult one because of how much talking over that they have done. Um, so, Juliana, thank you so, so much. Um, and I really, it, I wouldn't be able to do this today if, by the way, people are like, who cares? Don't do it today. But I, listen, it. I'm going to be so happy that this is out because uh, I have OCD in a weird way with this podcast and I feel like we're, we're, we're getting there. And also July 18th supposedly is when my shadow ban on Instagram uh, leaves. So that'll be amazing. Okay, you guys. Okay, you guys. Let's get into Beverly Hills. Okay. Oh, well, you know what? I want to talk about the Lisa Renner thing, but I think we'll talk about that at the very end because it ties in with the stuff with Garcelle. Just so you know, too, I wish, I know you can see me, but I wish you could see to the left. I have my, like, 40-inch TV playing Beverly Hills over here. I have two screens to my right and left with notes on it, and then the recording and all that stuff. So it's a big, this is like a one-man band. Like, I feel like when I'm, like, at the I'm at the helm of a starship, the starship Bravo ship. Ship. <laughs> Oh, we have fun here. Okay. Uh, So uh, this, it shows us where we really are as a country, I think, in a lot of ways. I I wrote this on Twitter last night. I said, do you think Diana Jenkins is a one-and-done housewife? One-and-done is a phrase that I always use when it's like, yeah, one season and they're out. And people, I mean, overwhelmingly, I think the response was, yeah, we want her out. But a lot of people were like, no, we love her. She stirred shit up. It got exciting last night at the very last scene. Now, we'll talk more about that throughout this. I personally think, um, and I don't mean this in terms of Diana specifically, but I feel like these ladies deserve two seasons. I believe everybody on reality shows deserve two seasons. Because you need, you know, it's there's an awkwardness to a first season. There's, you know, the, they shouldn't be expected to do too much. Diana's already doing too much. Uh, she could have just coasted, and who knows what she's doing. I think Diana lives on a different planet than any of us. And I think we can all agree on that, right? Even if you love her, you have to admit, we don't know a lot of people like Diana. And that could be a good thing. It also could be a really scary thing. <laughs> I mean, there's, I still, after, what is it, seven or eight episodes, 
eight episodes. This is eighth episode. I still don't understand anything about Diana Jenkins. I think she's a warrior. She, I think she's. I'm barely brave. I'm a Bosnian. Like it's. I like young Asher. I like Kid Rock. Like I don't. But I feel. I still feel like there's so many hidden things. My thing though with this stuff though, and I meant one and done, and not the sense of she. Is that why is Diana on the show? That's the thing that I keep asking myself. I don't understand it for the life of me. Why is Diana Jenkins on this show? She is. She tells us every day she is rich beyond belief. She brought a $250,000 purse. My God. To Garcelle's birth. It's a $250,000 purse, Asher. Asher's like, Can I, should I take it to cards? No, let me wipe ketchup off my face with it. <laughs> like, it's so weird to me. Like, she flaunts money like I flaunt, like, this Countess Luann autographed picture I got last week at Countess Luann. I wonder if this photo is actually what gave me COVID. Maybe, like, the person that sold it to me on COVID fingers. Um, but we know she's rich, right? So she's not doing this show for money. She's not doing this show to push shitty hair extensions like Miss Erica Jane. It's good to be doing pretty mess hair extensions. Ooh, with my stuffed upness, the Erica Jane seems really intense today. Uh, so we know she doesn't need that. But uh, so what? Why is she doing it? Is she doing it for fame? She lets us know all the time. She knows famous people. She's respected by Elton John, by George Clooney, supposedly by Anthony Kiedis from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They all left Instagram messages for her that she proudly displayed. We know that she does a lot of. Uh, work for refugees she does a lot of charity work she lets us know she supposedly was one of the heads of the aids foundation we found out in the first episode of this season uh so why do this show if she's going to stick her foot in the mud every week you know she doesn't seem to uh she doesn't seem to be able to do social media well which is fine like you could say oh well language barrier and stuff to a degree but when you're that rich it also feels like you would have a system in place to not kind of make those snafus. So I truly wonder why somebody does this. In her head, what was the reason to do this? Now, we know, I think she was brought in by Lisa Rinna, right? I know there's a crystal connection as well. But when initially she came in, I heard it was a Lisa friend, which would actually make sense of Lisa like, come in. <laughs> I'd love you to be on the cast and kind of know that she was going to put her foot in it. Even though Lisa, I think, kind of has come to her defense every week because let's face it lisa loves a rich person we can say it we're friends here it's it's we're friends here we're not gonna talk we're not gonna tell anybody we said but i think lisa really which by the way who doesn't who doesn't love rich people if i've met a couple but i gotta tell you this about rich people they're all weird they truly are unless you're a rich person if you're a rich person you're a cool one send me money okay <laughs> send me money now. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like rich people, I think there's a fallacy in thinking rich people have it figured out that, oh my God, they're rich. That must mean they're better than us. That must mean that. No, that's all. That's a fallacy completely. Some of the weirdest people I've ever met in my life are rich people. You know, I'm not saying I'm any better or you're any better, but I'm saying rich people, weirder, definitely. And Diana has proven that true uh, time and time again this season. So uh, we always start with the episode title. Now, this is called It Takes a Village. <laughs> Already screwing up. It Takes a Villain, Season 12, Episode 8. 
Now it takes a villain. Now when we always want to break down the title, you guys, to see what it what it might mean. It takes a villain makes me think of it takes a village. The famous quote, like it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a villain, though. Interesting. So so who's a villain? We know from a villain from the past is Diana in the preview for the season goes, You need a new villain? Here I am to Sutton. So we're like, oh my God, this is it. This is the villain episode. So we're going to see some villainy. We already know that. Now, the summary that they give us, it says, Crystal unpacks the outcome of the Mexico trip with Rob and Jeff, and Dorit finds comfort in her mother. By the way, did it kind of attract to Dorit's mother? Does that make, is that, I don't know. I kind of, and didn't. Uh, we'll get into it. Uh, Dorit finds comfort in her mother, who is in town for an extended visit. Erica works on a growing new business. <laughs> Sorry. Erica works on a growing new business venture, and a text message sends shockwaves through the group. This group does not do good with text messages. Remember the text message? My favorite, remember, was the Erica of like, ladies, I have decided to leave Tom. Will be an interesting time. Have a good summer. You know, like the very random, unfeeling text messages. Um, so, the, you know, what a great, what a great teaser for the episode. So uh, we get, we open up of like previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and we have the uh, on the boat of Puta de Mita. Remember, they all were just on this great little trip on a PJ, and Erica got fucked up beyond belief. She's like, I'm so fucked up. When they had the yacht, and Drew's like, Welcome to your yacht. Beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, boop, boop. And Erica's like, My God, I'm lit beyond belief. Sometimes Erica does have like a baby lamb kind of like quality. Like, <laughs> Clarice, do you hear the lambs calling? Yeah, I see Erica Jane. So Erica was letting us know how hammered she is, which Erica, you know, for somebody that keeps her cards close to the vest, supposedly, Erica always tells us and not show us, whether from like, I have tons of sex. I love to get my damn licked. Yeah. She'll tell us rather than show us. And it's the same thing of like, if you're drunk, usually you're, you know, the human condition usually, or at least me, the human condition I will try to do everything in my power to not tell anybody I'm drunk, take care, like, just don't, just keep stone-faced, go to the bathroom if you need to, but don't make it obvious. Erica's like, I'm fucking hammered, you guys. Oh, fuck. God damn, so hammered. Like, she is like that. In fact, we even see that again at Garcelle's party, which it was like, <laughs> it's it's wild, you guys. Um so uh, we had another flashback in the uh, previous week's uh, teaser. Garcelle's at dinner going, ladies, I'm inviting you all to my birthday party. And Rinna goes, hey, you know I'm going to be in New York because Harry's premiere is on Monday night. And then we had that scene last week of Sun going, I'm a very good person to Crystal and Diana. And Diana's like, you told us already. And Sun goes, well, yeah, well, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again until you can hear it. Which now, knowing what we know from this week's episode, I believe is uh, testosterone just flowing through Sutton's body uh, in a Hulk-like manner. And Erica's like, 
son, 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 calm down, son. Like even Erica Jane was like, fuck, don't I'm, like, I'm literally scared of Sutton. Um, then we had a scene of them at la- the end of last week's episode embarking back to the States on Diana's private jet. And this was the big bone of contention with Sutton and Diana, where Dorit was like, thank you so much for this trip. And Sutton's like, well, I said, I can't, can I sit with y'all? And she said, go to your original seat. Diana told me, go, go to your original seat. Like she don't want to sit with me. And Garcelle was like, well, that's rude. And Sutton's like, well, that was retaliate. Well, that was retaliation. I'll say, I'll say, so we see how that works. We see how it works. Yeah. And then I, uh, I just love Sutton. Sutton's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can afford my own plane. Yeah. Kim Kardashian West gonna come pick me up, I'll say, I'll say. So we go through our taglines is, you know, we know this like the back of our hand at this point. There's nothing to see here. The show begins. We open up on a beautiful Beverly Hills, you guys. What a breathtaking, what a breathtaking town that none of these ladies actually live in. (laughs) So I love like, do-do-do, and then the camera flies over 80 miles away from Beverly Hills, and we open on this scene with Cherie Zamfield and Garcelle. Now, Cherie uh, is the new cast member, or I guess she's a friend of Garcelle, but she's been we've been promised this girl from the beginning of the season. In fact, she even came out with them at the uh, MTV TV Awards, and we're finally getting to meet her for the first time. And it's like, yo, girl, where have you been? I would have loved if she came and she's like, yo, sorry, I'm late. I had to hold up. Uh, just it's bad traffic. Uh, no, but Sheree, she seems great. We have actually met her a couple seasons ago uh, with Garcelle. Now, remember, the cool, th- well, there's many cool things I'm sure we'll find out about, but she is Will Smith's ex-wife. Remember that she is the one that had... Uh, the original uh, Will Smith's original son. Now for you young ones that don't remember this period of time, like I do, Will Smith used to, I think his name's Trey would take Trey around everywhere. In fact, they did a, they did many songs together. Uh, Just the two of us. We can make it. If you try just the two of us. Remember, they did a remake of that, and at award shows, Will would always have Trey on his shoulders. Like, I remember this kid, and then it was like Jaden and Willow came along, and like, Trey was out in the cold. It was like a Sean Lennon, John Lennon kind of thing. I've always felt bad for Trey, because Trey was like force-fed to us when Will was on his ascension, and now we got Willow and Jaden, which, you know, uh, uh, if you kids love him, great, but I'm I'm a Trey guy. I'm a Trey guy. I'm just... But anyway, so this is Trey's mother, but also how fascinating that we have Cherie Zampino on the season, on the year that Will Smith wins the Oscar. Now, I believe they were well done filming when Will Smith had hit Chris Rock. And uh, so we're not going to get any of that potentially But just how interesting the way the world works is that, you know, she was tied to somebody that is a huge pop culture story, not just being Will Smith, but what he did to Chris Rock. I still think about that and think about how insane that is. Like, that still doesn't compute because I guess the last 
five years have been so insane anyways over here that you sometimes forget of like, it's almost normal. They're like, oh, of course, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Of course. He won a, went on a national stage on the biggest night of his life, uh, a night that he won a huge award and slapped Chris Rock. Why wouldn't that be normal? So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get anything like this unless Sheree comes out at the reunion, which would be awesome if Andy pops in a question about that. So we're at this park, and Garcelle's like, hey, girly. And Cherie's like, I come bearing gifts. And Garcelle's like, caviar. <laughs> and Cherie handles, uh, hands over a Starbucks coffee. It's not quite caviar. And Garcelle's like, well, I know you were away. Uh, I'm happy you're back. And she's like, I love London. That is so, someday I want to do, I want to say things like that. Like, I love London. Like, right now I can say things like, I love Gilbert, Arizona, where my parents live. I have enjoyed Kansas in the past. You know, like I, I want to do things like I enjoyed Zimbabwe. Like you know, like what I'm saying. Like I want to enjoy far away places like Sheree. Like I, I want to enjoy London. You know, like I, I enjoy uh, the Valley. And I've enjoyed. I, I went to the Valley last week. I enjoyed that. Uh, it was a quick jaunt over the hill. Uh, I pretty much enjoy West Hollywood now. I've just kind of been staying in my house, so I don't really enjoy anything at this point. Um, so Garcelle's like, it's a beautiful place to celebrate your birthday, London. Uh, who was there? And she's like, well, it was Baby Daddy. Baby Daddy is Will Smith, you guys. Garcelle's like, Baby Daddy? Was Jada there too? Jada Pinkett Smith from Red Table Talk fame. And she's like, Jada was not. You know, Jada has her own little life and stuff she does. Which, if we dig deeper into that comment, it was a throwaway line. But what does that even mean? Does that mean red table talk? We do know that Jada Pinkett-Smith has been in other relationships with other men. We do know that. What does that mean, our own little life? If we to dissect things, which this show, you guys, dissects these lines. It's not just stupid humor. It's mainly stupid humor, but we also dissect. What does that line mean? Garcella in a talking head goes, Cherie Zampino is a really good friend of mine. We cut to one year earlier, Cherie and Garcella are talking, and Cherie's like, I had a breast reduction at 20, then I had Trey, my son, and they whittled down to nothing. So then I had implants. Uh, Garcella goes, are they soft? And she's like, I don't know, feel them. And I was like, zoinks, woo! And then we see Garcella feel them. She's like, ooh, they're good. And Tree's like, hey, Garcella, how about the guest room? And then they both laugh after a lesbian comment, as you do. Um, listen, I always say I have primarily a female audience. I know this sounds like a dumb question. Do they whittle away? Do the boobs whittle away? I, like, I, I know this is, I mean, I know... Like, I always hear jokes about, like, boobs starting to hang down to the ground. Like, that's, like, the old joke I always hear where my grandma would, like, say, oh, they're hanging near my knees. God, rest in peace, Grandma Davis. Um, but, but, like, do they whittle away? Like, what? How? what is that? Man, I just... And the thing is, I know I'm... This is, like, a COVID weird detour... And I'll just be honest with you guys. Isn't it funny? Like, I consider myself... A, 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 like, I like boob. I like butts, too. I mean, like, listen. Like, yeah, I like the whole thing, right? But the boob thing... Isn't it funny? And I guess for you ladies, isn't it funny how guys get so into your boobs or whatever, you know, most most of the time? And primarily, and I hate to think... Like, they're primarily... 
you know, if you have children, that's like a, one of the feeding tools, right? Am I thinking about like, but I just sometimes find it funny that then men, we sexualize that. And it, but I'm so sorry. <laughs> I really, yeah, deep thoughts by Ryan. <laughs> I'm such an idiot. Uh, Garcelle in a talking head says, Sheree was married to Will Smith and they have a beautiful son named Trey together. We get a flashback to 2019 with that scene I was talking about earlier where Sheree goes, Will and I, when we got divorced, we never had a relationship that doesn't have Trey in the center of it. And Garcelle goes, you know, uh, Sheree's like, no, you can say it. And Garcelle goes, I dated Will Smith. Garcelle in a talking says, says, okay, so let's get this straight. It was after the divorce with Sheree that I dated Will. I didn't know Sheree then, so that's why we can still be cool. Now, I always found Will Smith's take on divorce really interesting. And I remember I read all of the entertainment magazines and all this stuff. I remember this divorce. I remember him finding Jada Pinkett Smith. And I remember, if you remember how Will Smith talked about his divorce, he says it was the greatest failure of his life. He says it's the thing that he got down the most of like, because he was of that. And you kind of tell that like his mind is stronger than anything else. He loved like he's like, no, I can do anything. And that's why the divorce always upset him because he couldn't make it work. And so we always had this guilt, which I understand the guilt. I think anybody that has not made a marriage or a relationship work, there's uh, there's guilt attached to it, of course. But with Will, it seemed even more intense. And that's why I thought always that he's so hung up on Jada Pinkett Smith and making this work, even though it just doesn't. I mean, to the outside perspective, I know they've built a lot, but just because you're you know, your relationship, your marriage ends doesn't mean you don't have amazing kids. Doesn't mean you aren't a family unit. I think in today's day and age, I don't know, like uh, you, you guys know what I'm saying. So anyways, Garcelle's like, uh, you and Will really set the tone for co-parenting in a beautiful way. And although you weren't together anymore, you're still family. And Sheree goes, absolutely. And Garcelle goes, I kind of wanted to mirror that. And we get a flashback to 2019 with Garcelle dropping the kids off at her exes. Remember her ex is Mike Nylon, famous Hollywood agent who is also infamous for cheating on Garcelle and Garcelle calling that out in an email to Mike Nylon's colleagues. Uh, I remember this too, specifically. I remember my friend worked at the same agency that Mike Nylon did. And this is, you know, Garcelle was not in the housewives. Garcelle was an act, beautiful actor, model. And, uh, it was like, damn, good for Garcelle, man. Like that guy fucked around and found out. And this is that. So it's interesting to see all these years later, but they found a way to co-parent and coexist. And we see uh, him drop the kids off in 2019 and they say hi cordially. It doesn't seem like there's, I'm sure they'll have hard feelings for the rest of their lives, but it seems like they've mended a lot of the fences. Garcelle goes, the fact that I was able to raise my boys along with Mike and be in such a good place and feel empowered feels like they're in a good place. That is all I ever wanted. Uh, so we go with uh, back to the gal pal date and Garcelle's like, you had a little COVID bay? And Sheree's like, girl, yeah, we got stuck. You know, it was so funny, girl. He was younger. How do you you know, so I, I you know, so I bought him a ball. I sent his little butt to the park. You know, how do you, you, you how do you have space? You got to take it. Garcelle laughs. Garcelle goes, you did not play ball. And Sheree goes, we're going to the park like a little boy. And Garcelle's like, yeah, he's got his ball. Guys, I was in such a COVID. I'm like, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about here. I don't know. if I, I'm like, are you talking about old Trey, the son? Are you talking to, is this code for like some 
getting dicked down by a guy and you bought your boy toy a ball to go play at the park? I know there's an obvious answer. You're not going to get it on this podcast. I have no clue what this means. Uh, anyways, this is the whole classic Beverly Hills setup where it's the uh, girl, I want to I celebrate my birthday this year big time. And she's like, you deserve it, girl. You better. And she's like, I want to dance. I want to have all my friends there. You know what I mean? Not only will Jax and Jade be there, but Oliver is flying in. Remember, those are the three sons. She goes, ooh. And Garcelle's like, yeah, which I'm excited about. And she's like, yeah, it'll be a fabulous time. We've seen this housewife scene so many times of like, you're going to come in, say you're throwing a party. You're going to be in support of that party and say you're willing to party as well. And Garcelle goes, uh, Cherie goes, you don't think the girls are going to act a fool. And Garcelle's like, no, no, no. It's going to be peaceful and beautiful. And Everybody's going to get along. We might even sing Kumbaya together. Cherie's like, Kumbaya and hold hands? Garcelle laughs, goes, let's go and party. Cherie goes, exactly. And then Garcelle goes, I'm ready to party. Let's say party more in this scene. Party, party, party. Let's go to party town. Let's get our party on. We uh, cut to the other side of town, to Crystal's house. Uh, Crystal uh, goes, let's just make a video real quick for my Instagram before Rob's here. Crystal is making a video in her kitchen. She has ring lights set up, kind of like I do now. And she's like, we're going to do like a cranberry holiday drink. Remember, Crystal is a influencer, bartender, chef. She does the whole thing. So she's in the kitchen with Lucy, her housekeeper, which, uh, by the way, Lynn Dorinda's house manager from G Girls Trip. I always feel I always say she deserves combat pay. And I wonder I wonder if these housekeepers like Lucy gets thrown a little extra when she's on TV. Like, does Crystal give her a couple bucks? Does that happen ever? Uh, you know, so Lucy sips uh, the drink that uh, Crystal has made. And she's like, ooh, too strong. Too strong. And uh, Crystal goes, and it's free, too. And Lucy goes, after this one, I'm going to go night-night. And I truly hope that Lucy lives on property. I would hate if Lucy's like, well, I'm going to get in the car and head out. <laughs> That was my crashing car sound, you guys. Uh, we see Crystal's son, Max, who's nine in the kitchen, uh, watching, as well as Jeff, Crystal's brother, you guys. Crystal's brother is a overseas, like, boy band, like, musician dude. Like, he's popular overseas, and he's been gone for a year. So uh, they're like, oh, happy holidays, everybody. We love you. And Crystal's like, daddy should be home soon. And Max is like, he's right there. And Rob Minkoff, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, he directed The Lion King. He comes in and he's like, hey, love, don't go so long next time. Um, Jeff was like, how long was the flight? Oh, Rob just came in from a flight. And Rob was like, 10 hours. He's coming from overseas as well. And Chris goes, you know, Jeff had to... Uh, Get, had to do four stops to get here. And uh, Jeff's like, four. And Crystal's like, four? Can you believe Jeff was gone for a year? And Rob's like, no, it's crazy. And Jeff's like, that's as long as I've ever been out of the country. It's good to be home. So we're all happy that Jeff's home. We're all happy that Rob's home. Crystal in a talking head says, Jeff was in China releasing a new album and stuff, which that's another thing I want to say. Like Ryan was in China releasing a new album. You know, where's Ryan been? In China releasing a new album and stuff. Uh, so she says he's really busy, but it's really great to have him home. They show his album cover. It's called Force Majeure, um, which Juliana has left a note. Ryan, that is French, and a translation for majeure means major or important. So this means force important. 
I'm Ryan Majeur. Ryan important. Uh, Chris on a talking head says uh, she actually hears a hair dryer blowing in her talking head. She goes, she calls the cell phone. She calls Rob in another part of the house and asks if he's in their bedroom and if he can go to Jeff's room and see if his hair dryer is on. And Crystal then hangs up and yells, Jeff! Ah, what a fucking... And then she goes, I love my brother. I love my brother. I love my brother. I always find it interesting in relationships, the co-mingling of families, you know, like Rob Minkoff, the director of Lion King, all of a sudden has to go into another room and tell Jeff, Crystal's brother, to turn down the hairdryer. Also, shout out to Jeff for using a hairdryer. I don't use a hairdryer. I don't know. I wear a hat a lot of the times. Are, are a lot of men out there using hair dryers these days? Like, is that something I just skipped over entirely? I do sometimes feel like Rip Van Winkle, where I've woken up in the last two years, and I do nothing that I'm supposed to be doing. So, uh, Crystal's back in the kitchen with Rob. She's like, how was the trip, Rob? How was the movie? And Rob was like, it was great. We met the publisher of this book. Um, and Crystal's like, Jeff doesn't know about the movie. And Rob goes, so we went. And Jeff's like, yeah, tell me what the movie was about. Rob's like, it's based on a children's book. It's a great book. And we're thinking of it as a musical. So they flash a headline from Variety. says, Lion King director Rob Minkoff boards How Winston Delivered Christmas. And Rob's like, it's amazing because everything in England is really old. And we went to Arundel, which is a beautiful, beautiful little town. And had a castle belongs to the D Duke of Norfolk. And he clearly says, nor fuck. Oh, this, hey, this ain't for children, folks. And Max, the, the, the son goes, why did you just say the F word? And Rob goes, I didn't say the F word. And Chris goes, that's what I thought you said, too. And Rob goes, it's the Duke of Norfolk. And Max, the kid, is like, oh, daddy said a bad word. And Jeff's like, you did say the F word. And Rob says, that's how you say it. The Duke of Norfolk. And Max screams, stop. And Jeff goes, is it folk like Norfolk? And Rob goes, I think it's pronounced Norfuck. And Max goes, no, it's not. And Rob goes, shut your bitch mouth up. He actually didn't do that part, but I just think it would be funny if Rob has a complete potty mouth from this point on. Uh, Chris on a talking head goes, I always say I have four kids. <laughs> Max, Zoe, Rob, and now Jeff. Ha ha ha. That is a very multi-cam sitcom, like wah, wah, and then like, Hand laughter. Crystal to Max goes, you need to say goodnight to daddy. I'll meet you upstairs. Crystal on a talking head goes, oh my God, Rob's so ridiculous. I love him. Rob with a cocktail finds a comfy seat. Jeff goes, I want to hear about uh, Mexico to Crystal. The trip they just went on to Puta de Mita. And Crystal goes, uh, it was very challenging, but it worked out fine. And Jeff goes, but it's good right now. It's peaceful with the ladies. And Crystal goes, yes. And Rob goes, well, so how was Diana? How did she do on the trip? And Crystal goes, well, it was like my first trip with the girls. And we get a flashback to uh, Crystal crying in the first like couple episodes of the season. She's like, I felt my boundaries were crossed. And so my space was violated a little bit. And so I go, I get it. I violated your space. And Rob goes, that, that was a terrible first trip. And Crystal goes, well, Diana handles it differently. She went through a hell of a year last year with a miscarriage. And Rob goes, yeah. And Crystal goes, I think she just wanted to go and have fun. But it was hard on her. And she wanted to leave a few times throughout the trip. But I, I got to tell you something. You know, Diana, when you jab at Diana, it's nuclear. And Jeff goes, ha, 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 ha. 
I love Diana. And Rob goes, have you met her? And he goes, no, <laughs> but I love her already. Which I was like, does that mean like she sounds rich? I love her. Uh, the night fades from the Minkoff house over to the Umanski's little shack. We're with Mauricio and Kyle. Mauricio, of course, has joined the reality show family with his new agency show on Netflix premiering this fall. Mauricio's like, hi, girls. He's already stoned, you can tell. There's like a waft of weed smoke following him. Kyle goes, hi, honey, how are you? He goes, I'm great, I'm great. And uh, Kyle's like, I'm helping Alexia make something for her friends giving tonight. And Kyle's basting a 50-pound turkey. <laughs> Erica Jane. <laughs> it's, it's an actual turkey, you guys. Uh, Mauricio goes, oh, fun. And Kyle's like, what are you doing? And Mauricio's eating a piece of bread because he's, you know, he's stoned. He's like, Ugh. and Kyle Isis goes, that's a bad habit eating that bread. Alexia's like, it's etiquette. Uh, Mauricio goes, you guys, you guys and your etiquette. And Kyle goes, by the way, when I have you, tomorrow's Garcelle's birthday dinner. He's stuffing the roll in there. Uh-huh. And Kyle goes, can you come? The guys are invited. And Mauricio goes, I'll have to check the calendar, babe. Uh, and he says this kind of in like a non-interested way. And Kyle goes, she always says the nicest things about you. And he goes, I love Garcelle. I love Garcelle. Kyle says, and then Rena can't be there because she had to go out of town with Harry because he's doing that show. By the way, the minute you said Rena's not going to be there, if I was Mauricio, I'd be like, I'm in. I'm fucking in. Let's do this. Let's party. Um, we flashed it two days earlier where Kyle's on a cell phone to call Rinna and we see the pictures of the Instagram premiere with Harry for the Hot Zone Anthrax premiere. Has anybody seen Hot Zone Anthrax? Is that, did that, I know that exists, but did, was it popular? Did anybody see that? Ah, crickets. Um, Rinna goes, you know what? Congrats to Harry. He was so great. And I'm so happy to have been there. <laughs> Um, she never, like, it's always interesting with Rinna. Uh, she always talks about Harry like she never actually hangs out with Harry. Because she'll always like, it was nice to finally be there for Harry for something. You know, like, I still always take us back to that time in one of the first seasons with Harry where he explained to Lisa, where Lisa explained to us that Harry likes to go on Solo camping trips. <laughs> you know, like, Harry's like, no, I, I need my space. A lot of it. Like, Harry will go and do podunk theater in a very small town to just get away. You kind of get the feeling. So, uh, uh, we, uh, <laughs> so Kyle on the phone is now with Dorit, uh, to, they're all on the phone with each other and, uh, Kyle's like, ooh, I saw the boobs, Rena. I saw the boobs. And he goes, the mirror. I saw the boobs in the mirror. And Kyle's like, we saw the boobs. We saw the boobs. Boob alert. Boob alert. And Dorit goes, ah. I got to tell you, folks. I, like I told you earlier, love the boobs. Rena's boobs, to me, they're just, they're like, what's that line in 40-year-old virgin? They're like the, the little hacky sacks you throw in the... What's that game? You throw the, the cornhole? Yeah, it's like those, like to me, when I see Rinna's boobs or cleavage, I just think of those uh, those little things in cornhole, the little sand flap things, you know? Like it's not, it's not a sexual thing for me with Rinna. I would love for it to be, but it's just not in the cards. And I'm sure she's disappointed as well as, as I am. Um, 
We're back in the kitchen. Uh, Mauricio asks Kyle, so who else is going to Garcelle's thing? And now Mauricio is basting this large turkey. Very sexual out there for all you ladies. Kyle goes, well, I'm going to guess not, Diana. She's not going to be there. And Mauricio's like, why not? And she goes, well, we had a group text, all the girls. And I sent a text on Sunday morning saying, I hope you girls are all getting some rest. I'm so tired. And then Diana wrote back, I don't normally do this in a group text, but... And we get a round robin of all the ladies reading a line of text, but I'll do it all in... um, Diana's voice. Doctors are putting me on bed rest to stop bleeding the trip and flying and drinking and burning my candle at both ends after losing baby, bleeding for eight weeks after miscarriage, four major surgeries that followed in last few weeks to save my uterus was not a very intelligent thing to do. I usually don't share this in a group text because it makes me look like a whining bitch. What a line out of no whining bitch. And then she goes, but Garcelle. Garcelle is reading this part and goes, she misspelled Garcelle. Might think I'm rude. So there it is. Kyle drops her phone like a mic drop. Dorit goes, whoo. Rena goes, I like Diana. She's as shady as I am. Which kind of means she's as whore. She's as horrible as I am. <laughs> um, I mean, this is a wild text exchange. Listen, all the stuff about her uterus and the bleeding, and it's like, my God, girl, that is horrible. Take care of yourself. You should never have gone on that trip to begin with. My God, that's got to be horrifying. The part that I find hysterical is the last part of, I usually don't share all of my medical history in the group text because it makes me look like a whiny bitch. Garcelle, but God, that fucking Garcelle made me. Don't want her to think I'm rude. You know, like, it's, like, wild. Like, Garcelle has really got Diana's number. Diana is triggered. It is so weird. So, um... Crystal says, oh, it's kind of awkward. Kyle says to Mauricio, uh, wow, so everybody was like, super awkward. Um, Mauricio makes a face like, I'm staying out of this one. I'll uh, I'll be out back on the swing, taking a few hits. You figure out, like, that's what it's, that's the only time I think it's good to be a man is that sometimes, and not me, because I get, I get wrapped up in, like, like one of the, I'm one of the girls sometimes. I get wrapped up in the girl drama. Um, but, like Mauricio's like, oh, you ladies. Like I wonder. I don't think there's a lot of like, fight. Like, babe, PK got into it with me over text today, and PK's like, yeah, Dorit, Dorit, Mauricio was very pissy with me over a text message, and it hurt my feelings. What do I do, Dorit? I'm scared to see Mauricio again. I love him so much, but he can't treat me this way. Like, do you think that kind of shit goes down? It seems like Mauricio's like, okay, well, have fun with that. Uh, we get a new scene with Erica in West Hollywood at Dust Studios. She's having hair extensions put in her hair. Erica goes, do you need any help? Go ahead. Press on my head. <laughs> Not too many brain cells in there anyway. Michael, the hairstyle stylist, is like, it's so seamless. You can't see anything. Bullshit, Michael. Bullshit. We are we are promoting the Erica Jane hairline extensions now. If you remember her Watch What Happens live appearance from a couple months ago when she came out, 
the paparazzi photos, I put this on my Instagram, showed her hair extensions. Uh, there's no seamlessness there. It's literally Erica's hair and then the extensions. And you can tell both of them very, you know, it's like you're like, oh, that's hair. And we see all the clipping and that's the extension, you know. So I love like, wow, Erica, this is seamless. Erica goes, you can't see it <laughs> if there's not anything. And then you can leave it and you can take it out, Michael. We've come a long way. Of course, now Erica's in the hair business, you guys. Hair business is there. Erica's been in the lab perfecting hair extensions. Enter Mikey, Erica's creative director. He's like, knock, knock. And Erica's like, are you there? Oh, my God. And Mikey's like, we're getting ready out there with Steven. So exciting. We have not done a shoot like this in such a long time. And Erica goes, before pandemic, which is hysterical. I love that they're kind of making it seem like, well, pandemic is really what slowed us down not this whole tom girardi stole from orphans and widows it's the pandemic we would have been doing these photos you know what i'm saying like i love the the you know the distortion reality of (laughs) she's like ah you know finally this damn pandemic i could have done 80 billion photo shoes but it's damn pandemic (laughs) so uh Mikey, though, too, do we think Mikey is earning his pay? Like, do it, or is this, is he getting paid? And what, because I feel like the opportunities that Mikey's presenting, I don't know if he's earned the creative director title this year. And that this, the Leia, if you guys, her assistant, who also does some of her makeup, I feel like she works harder than Mikey. Hate to, hate to go and, you know, pick favorites between Erica's creative team. But I, I hope Leia is getting paid more than Mikey because I feel like Leia is putting in way mo- more work. Leia, if you're listening, shout out to you. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer, and I I gotta tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, so Erica in a talking head goes, I'm proud of pretty mess hair. 
and I'm proud to be back in business. We're just getting started, and it's been a great distraction from all of this heavy, heavy stuff. Erica looks at herself in the mirror. She goes, pretty, pretty. Let's go see what I'm going to wear. We get a creative idea. Erica in a talking head goes, you know, when you read the things that were being said about me, there were moments I thought to myself, fuck. How am I going to put myself out of it? We see news headlines flash across the screen. Uh, the screen. E! Entertainment. Erica Jane and estranged husband Tom Girardi sued for fraud and embezzlement. Reality blurb. Erica Jane accused of sham divorce and embezzling money in new lawsuit filed against her and Thomas Girardi. New York Times. Who is Erica Jane? No. <laughs> Erica in a talking head goes, You know, I used to do a lot of business with a lot of people. And the phone wasn't ringing. Now... This is where, once again, I feel Erica falls into that trap of 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 making this whole thing not just about her, but about her survival. And she paints it at, as this David and Goliath, like she's David and Goliath is everything else. Not realizing she's Goliath. And there's actual victims out here. Remember, we're just fighting for Erica Jane. Like, I always get like, this isn't Lady Gaga. It's not like this all happened to Lady Gaga, but deep down, she has the talent to win it all back. Erica had a character named Erica Jane, and it was like some fun, like, bops. Like, yeah, truly. It's expensive to me. Fun bop. uh, Love it. But that's it at the end of the day. So what are we fighting to get back? At the end of the day, you got to say, well, why was she doing all this to begin with? She wanted to be famous. And she wanted to have a lot of money. She had a lot of money at the time. She didn't have the fame. So being on the Housewives with the Erica Jane character, she got fame. She got a a small slice of fame. Now she's infamous and she doesn't have money. So the point is, what is she trying to get back to? That's the thing I keep. You know, you always got to look at, by the way, look at Tom Girardi right here, watching over me in this this podcast. That is dark. yeah, I always just wonder about the motivations for these people. Like I was talking about with Diana earlier, why do you think they do these shows? Like for Erica right now, it's uh, I'm sure one of the only paychecks she gets, it allows her to promote her products like this. Uh, I can totally see why. But other than that, it's hard to think about a redemption season for Erica, even though it would be interesting to see. I don't know if it, we'd be able to really see it because what are we truly redeeming? Who are we truly redeeming? And you never want to redeem the public... In pop culture, the pub, public usually doesn't take too kindly to somebody that is not empathetic and apologizes. Now, that doesn't mean she has to take, like, oh, I knew all about this, but she doesn't even go, I can't believe this man did this to me. Or even the Lala, like, Randall fooled all of us, all of this stuff, but she can't do that. And so then it kind of null and voids any kind of redemption arc for Erica because you know deep down she doesn't deserve one yet. You guys know what I'm saying? I know you might have difference of opinion, and that's okay. But remember, my opinion is the the right one, and that's what we gotta we gotta go away with it. And I'm very sick, so you gotta agree with me. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if she had an actual like, guys, I'm like, this is fucked. I am so sad every day. I I married this man because he was gonna take care of me and my son, and I did love him. 
but I got wrapped up in all the baubles and the jewelry and the purses, and I always wanted to be famous as a little girl, and this is what it got me, and I'm scared, and I'm sad, and I didn't know about this, I swear, and it breaks my heart that these people who lost their loved ones didn't get the money that they rightly deserved, and instead it went to me, and I didn't know it went to me, but it went to me. Like, she's still fighting to get this jewel. Like, she had to give up, finally, the earrings, the $750,000 earrings, but it was a fight. She doesn't even willingly hand over. Like, she she is the most unsympathetic victim of this. She calls herself a victim, but you have no sympathy for her. So, uh, Mikey goes, so this is what we're thinking. Christopher Kane and a good old one old signature 120 lube which I think is a Louboutin. They show eight pairs of shoes lined up. Um, and Juliana left me a note. She goes, 120 heels are five inches high or 120 millimeters, hence the name. Juliana, this is great. They have been referenced by Mikey now in two shows for Erica's shoes of late. They are expensive depending on the brand, starting in the 700s up to thousands. Mikey saying old signature references that they are top brand names. Uh, for example, Louboutins that may be not new and discounted in price. And Erica goes, okay, 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 okay. Erica in a talking head goes, nobody's magically going to come and tap on my shoulder and say, oh my God, I can't wait to save you. That's not going to happen. Which, by the way, means like she's tried. She's like, I've literally tried to fuck every billionaire, every old billionaire I can. Nothing is working. Uh. Uh, Erica's talking to Leia, the assistant, and says, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know you could sew, Leia. By the way, Leia is, does everything. This is what I'm saying. Like, Leia is the assistant that does everything. She is sewing long strings of rhinestones all over Erica's black jacket, uh, which looks like it's being repaired, which, uh, I need you to repair things. I don't get, I don't get to buy no new things. Erica now tells a story about her family. She goes, my grandmother was like a really good seamstress. And Mikey goes, was she? And Erica goes, oh gosh, she was brilliant. She would reupholster, make curtains, well, drapes, reupholster furniture. She cut patterns. She made some of my early costumes. They show a picture of Erica in a yellow dance outfit with fishnets and hat at the age of four. And uh, you're like, yeah, she was very talented. Erica in a talking head says, I had a very special connection to my grandmother. She was very much like me. Uh Uh-oh. She was tough. She would cuss your ass out, but she was really big-hearted. They show several pictures of Erica with her grandmother through various ages, 2 to 16. So my grandmother used to embarrass me because we'd be, you know, driving somewhere down a country road. And there'd be like a chair and she'd be like, oh, pull over. And I'd be like, uh, are we picking up fucking junk on the side of the road? And sure enough, this motherfucker would reupholster it and I, it would be stunning. Mikey goes, she was creative. <laughs> like all he does is sit around and go, yes, Erica, yes, and, yes, um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, she was beyond creative, Mikey, that and her gardens. Mikey goes, yeah, I remember you always telling me about the gardens. Erica goes, she loved the gardens. God damn it, Erica, get out of my begonias. Because I would run through them, you know? Erica in the talking head goes, she helped me move to Los Angeles. We drove cross-country together, so this sits by my bedside. She's holding a box, you guys. But at the very bottom of this is a letter I wrote to my grandmother, and it says, Hi, I love you. I'm never coming back. Which, by the way, is supposed to be 
one of that like one of those like heartfelt like wow little girl done good to me that like you know it's like fuck you old lady i'm never like leave me alone i'm i'm in the big time now i know that's not what it meant it's meant to be a sweet moment but to me it's very telling of erica remember she thinks she's on a hero's journey is since she came from a small town and she picked herself up by the bootstraps the sad thing is like it just it dampens it by the way she got there you know she got successful through this dude who was not on the up and up. So it just kind of takes away from everything there. And I think that is the true tragedy of a lot of this. Uh, the camera pans to a very large open studio and Erica going, all right, let's do this. The photographer's like, beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful. They're posing with the extensions. Erica's inner element. This is fine. Oh, we're finally doing it. Mikey's like, yep, yeah, oh, yeah. And Leia's like, pretty. And Erica's in a talking and goes, if I could talk to my grandmother, she'd be telling me to not give up the fight. You must persevere. You cannot give up, Erica, because that little bitch would have been out there whooping my ass. First off, it's foulness with your language. Second off, maybe your grandmother would be like, I'm going to whip your ass if you don't fucking give back some of this shit to the actual rightful owners and you, you know, you, you, you went the wrong way. Like, do you, I mean, like, Honestly, sometimes it's like maybe your grandmother would have kind of like shooken some sense into you. Like, this is not how you were raised. You know, somebody you were associated with made a mistake and you now have to pick up some of the pieces. But this isn't like get up and dust yourself. You did get up and dust yourself off. But I'm telling you, she is framing this in such a difficult way to ever fully support her with. Uh, Mikey goes, that's hot. And Erica goes, did we get it? And Mikey goes, we got the shots, honey, above and beyond. Next scene, we were at uh, Dorit, uh, Dorit's house, and Sutton is arriving. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. And Dorit's like, hi, beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Hello, darling. And Sutton's like, ha, oh, gosh, it's so warm. It's like Mexico in here. Dorit lives in the valley, which that's always the big joke in Los Angeles, you guys, is that the over the hill is much cooler because it's closer to the ocean than the valley. The valley is like Satan's butthole during the summer. Um, and uh, Dree goes, It is, I know, Bebo-Bop, how are you feeling? I'm so tired, Bebo-Bop, Bebo-Bop. Son goes, Well, I'm so tired. I need a vacation from that vacation. I was like, I was like, It smells good in here. And Dree goes, Well, my mother, bless her, my mother's still here. I told her you were coming over. She said, Oh, I'll make her some cookies and stuff. And Sutton's like, oh, that's so sweet. I'll say, it's nice to have your mother here, though. Dorit's mother, Rachel, walks in. Lovely woman. Have we seen Rachel before, you guys? My mind wasn't working. I was like, and it wasn't what I was expecting. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, beautiful woman, I thought. And Sun goes, ha, it's so nice to meet you. Rachel's like, it's such a pleasure. And she had like an indistinct accent as well a little bit. I was like, oh, interesting. And Dorit goes, this is my mother. What if what if the mother was like, hi, I'm Dorit's mother. I'm Rachel P3PO. Um, Rachel's like, it's such a pleasure. And Dorit's like, this is my mother. Sutton takes a bite of a cookie. She, uh, It's like a jalapeno one or something. Because Dorit's like, oh, that's a spicy one. Spicy cookie? What the fuck? Sutton and Rachel hug and the greeting. Sutton's like, you're so beautiful. And Rachel's like, oh, thank you. Sutton's like, 
every time I see you in pictures, I'm like, no wonder, like in reference to Dorit being so pretty. Uh, by the way, did you guys see the Dorit photos of her smoking a cigarette? There's a, an account, a new account, like Housewives Smoking. And it had like, Dorit is a, seems like she could be a chain smoker. And I'm not judging about it. It's just interesting. Um, Rachel goes, you look so good too. Amazing to Sutton. Dorit in a talking head goes, after the break-in, I called very few people. When I knew I had to call my family, beep-boop-boop-boop-boop, I know they wanted to come immediately. We get a flashback to three weeks earlier. Dorit's brother David is there crying, and Dorit's like, don't cry, David, don't cry, please. Very traumatic. Dorit in the talking head goes, I grew up with a really strong sense of family. That's why I'm so close to my kids, Jagaloo and the other one. She goes, no matter where you are in the world, you always stay very close. We get a flashback to one week earlier. Dorit's with her mother, and Rachel's like, you know how much you loved my mom. Your grandma, whatever happened to you, I think she was there in spirit. And I found a piece of jewelry that I wanted to give you. And I'm like, do not give jewelry on camera anymore, people. Have we not learned our lesson? I always get scared those burglars are going to be like, yo, new piece of jewelry. We got to make sure we get that when we're there next. Like, stop showing jewelry. Just go, I have something of your grandma's that I want to give you. We'll do it off camera. She loved you very much. You know, like, that's all we do. And uh, Dorit goes, is it hers? It's a gold ring. And Rachel's like, yes, it's hers. And Dorit goes, oh, mommy, thanks for everything. I love you so much. We're back to Dorit's kitchen. Dorit's like, I took out the cookies, mama. Sutton's like, woohoo, yeah. Dorit's like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go chat with Sutton for a bit, mom. Dorit in a talking head goes, my mother worries about everything. But I'll never forget my mother was flying with my grandmother to our second home in Florida. A second home in Florida, well, She goes, my grandmother had a heart attack in the air. And my mother looked at her. I would have thought my mother would have crumbled with that type of pressure. Beep, boop, 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 boop. It was the total opposite. She took full control. She's definitely somebody I can count on. Dude, this is like when we heard the stories about Dorit's dad. I think he was like for the Israeli army. And like, you know, like, remember with the like... A bee came to me, and I grabbed the... My dad grabbed the bee by the wings. Like, it was a really intense story. And now I'm kind of like, wow. It's like, she's like, and then she took control of the airplane. My grandmother was having a heart attack. Took hold of my grandmother, then uh, said, this plane needs to go faster. And she flew the plane, and she landed it. Never flew a day in her life. She just took over. Instincts. Instincts. And then she lifted the plane. She lifted the entire plane with her strength. Uh, very, very, it's very amazing what this family can do. Uh, Dorit and Sutton sit down on the patio. And Sutton goes, well, I had a doctor's appointment today, too. And Dorit goes, everything okay? Or just? And she goes, no, I'm just getting my pellet. It's like a little mini surgery. They do a little incision. I'll say, they put this pellet in. Yeah, it's just, just my testosterone. My ears perked up. I was like, huh? And Dorit's like, and this is to balance hormones? And son's like, so now I'm all balanced. <laughs> Which is just hysterical of like, I'm cured now. I'll say, I'll say I'm great. And uh, Dorit goes, forgive me. And she needs to put on her sunglasses. Son's like, I don't know, but that testosterone changed my life. I'll say, I'll say. Uh, we cut back to Sutton. She has a full mustache and beard. Uh, <laughs> Dorit goes, uh, Really? And Sutton goes, oh, my God. 
Dorit stares and says nothing, not knowing what to say. And she goes, just look at me. I'm so different, I'll say. I'll say, look at me. It's like, hey, hey, look at me. Oh, look at, look at old me, Sutton. I got my testosterone in my system. I got the pellet in my system. Gonna lift this table and chairs. Gonna run around Orit's house fast as I can. Cause I got testosterone flowing through my veins. Gonna pick up Jagaloo and throw him in the rain. My name is Sutton. I'm gonna bench press you. Sutton, gonna bench press you. My name is Sutton. Oh, woo-hoo. I love cats. Um, so, Dorit in the tiny head goes, Oh, testosterone. Well, I guess that explains it. Okay, well, sure. We're back in the scene. Dorit goes, Well, how are you feeling? He goes, I feel great. I feel great. Dorit goes, How are you feeling after Mexico with Crystal? Sutton goes, Well, we kind of had it out. We get a flashback to four days earlier. Crystal goes, Moving forward in our friendship. Our friendship is important to me. And so goes, but you need to say it. I'll say, I'll say, say it out loud so everyone can hear. You're not going to do that to me again. You say it out loud. You say it to everybody. And Diana's mouth's agape like, holy shit. And Crystal goes, I'm not going to do that to you again. Say it louder. I'll say, I'll say, say it louder. By the way, this is obviously testosterone just flowing through her veins. Son goes, but that's always good, you know. Dorit goes, how are you feeling about Diana? And so I go, well, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And Dorit goes, with what? With what? And Sutton goes, well, well I won. I don't like how I was getting onto a plane. And, you know, you have your tray at school. And you want to go sit at the cool kids' table. And that's what I did. Except I have a beautiful Chanel tote bag. I say, I was like, can I sit with y'all? And she's like, no, no, go sit in your seat. Very Forrest Gump, like, seat taken, seat taken. And then Lisa, and, and then Lisa, I say, I say, sat in her seat while I was waiting to sit. And Lisa didn't sit in the original seat. She sat in, I say, I say. And Dre goes, let me ask you this. Do you think, son goes, I mean, uh, if you're going to do it to me, you you got to do it to everybody with that seat thing. And Dre goes, yeah, but do you think that? Son goes, I think it was punishment. I'll say, I'll say a punishment. But I had apologized. Look, look, she got in the crossfire, Diana. She did, okay? We all know, I say, I say. We get flashback again to that dinner, and Sutton's like, I said I hate what you did to me. Not that I hate you. And Diana goes, here she goes with that clumsy word again. Sutton goes, you need to let me finish my sentence, please. And Sutton to Dorit goes, I apologize immediately. We get another flashback, Sutton to Diane. Well, I just lost my cool. I'm really sorry. I'll say, I'll say. And Diana not looking at Sutton going, okay, okay, sure, okay. Sutton goes, and she seemed fine. And Dorit goes, it hurt your feelings when you thought everything was okay. You get on the plane and then she says, no, no, no. I don't want you sitting here. Go sit over there. And Sutton goes, yeah. And then she told, and then she told you to go sit on the engine. Yeah, <laughs> Dorit Natalia goes. I asked Diana where we should sit, and she said anywhere you want. <laughs> Sutton goes, and that text message, that Diana text message. I'm telling you this so uh, Garcelle, spelled incorrectly, 
doesn't think I'm rude, I say. I say, to jab like that. And my friend, uh, no, uh, 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 um, mm, 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 no, no can do. I can't go for that. No, oh, no can do. And, uh, so, <laughs> Dorit goes, well, it's Garcelle's birthday party tomorrow night. Something tells me she's not going to be there. Which, by the way, they, they set this up so much where I was like, well, something tells me she is going to be there. And Sutton goes, well, I'm just watching her, you know, because I actually thought she was very gentle. I'll say, I'll say, but now I'm like, is she a sniper? And Dorit goes, oh. And Sutton goes, well, thank you for your plane. Next time I'll get my own plane. And Dorit goes, oh, snap. Snap. Bobby boo, Bobby boo, snap. I love when Dorit talks like kids. Like, snap, girl. Lay it down. Shake your boo, shake your milkshake, Sutton. Your milkshake brings other girls to the heart and they're like, it's better than yours. Beep, boo, bop, beep, boo, beep, boo. Doop, doop. Um, I, but I love rich people fighting. Like, it's so cool. It really, it's, it's fun, you know? <laughs> okay, you guys, now is the uh, part of the show that's my favorite. We get to celebrate uh, the advertiser who has sponsored the show this week, and it is our friends at Rothy's. Now, Rothy's, I have the coolest, I'm going to say badass, pair of shoes that I've ever had in my life. In fact, I wore them at the Countess Luann show at the El Rey on Friday, and I got... I got to tell you, I'm not even making this. I got three compliments on my shoes and I'm a dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? I love Rothy's. This place is excellent. And I even, I even passed a brick and mortar store on Melrose, like off of Melrose. And I was like, they, they advertise on the show. I got so excited. I saw a commercial from the other day. They're big time, you guys. So have you ever seen someone wearing a colorful pair of flats or shoes and thought, dang, those are cute, like a lot of people did to me on Friday night? They might have been Rothy's. Rothy's are the perfect shoes for commuting and traveling Everyone notices them. They're known for their chic pointed toe flats, but that's just the beginning because they have tons of iconic head-turning designs in bright but sophisticated colors. Plus, Rothy's works great with every outfit. That is true. Even the shoe I have, like I said, I'm a dude. It actually works with so many different outfits that I've worn it with so far. Um, you can wear them with yoga pants or dress them up for a night out. And they are insanely comfortable. They really, truly are. This is like a slipper. As soon as you take your first step, you think, ah... I like taking steps. And Rothy's takes sustainability to the next level. This, I actually think, is extremely flippin' cool. Um, all their products are knit with thread made from plastic water bottles. They have repurposed around $125 million, 125 million water bottles so far. Also, have you ever tried to find plastic threads in a water bottle? I tried to do that today. It is nearly impossible. Um, my personal experience, like I said, I got a free pair of shoes, I'll be honest, and uh, they got sent to me. Well, first off, the experience on the website, super easy. Uh, there was a lot to choose from. In fact, I have four things on my wish list because they even have bags at Rothy's because I was like, would this kind of make me a lot happier of a person overall if I had this cool looking bag? Um, I just think they look unique. They feel unique. Um, the comfort level is next level. And you always want to feel like you're doing something that is good for the planet because we're not going to stop getting products, but we want to make sure that uh, we don't leave as big of a footprint as we do. And Rothy's 
knows all about that and actually does something about that. Um, so uh, for women, though, um, I got to tell you, this is really where, where they excel. Their website has so many different looks and styles. And from people that I talk to about Rothy's, and I have, they say it is actually, in fact, Maritza used my product code the other day to get a pair of Rothy's. She wanted to treat herself. Um the washability on this is awesome too. I can throw these in the shoes and they uh, in the uh, the old washer and they can be washed. My other shoes, I try to wash all my other shoes. They're all broken now because I the the Rothies are the only things that survived. So, anyways, your new favorite shoes are waiting. Discover the versatile styles you can wear absolutely anywhere and get twenty dollars off your first purchase at rothies.com forward slash so bad that's r-o-t-h-y-s dot com slash so bad for twenty dollars off your first order and like i always say with this just go put that in the website doesn't mean you have to purchase something but let them show that you listen to the pod and you're there you know maybe if you're there you know get something you get 20 bucks off you know what i'm saying Okay, so uh, I'm going to do something I've never done in my life. I'm going to kind of skip over a whole scene here because we have a Garcelle scene with her sons, and it's really nice. And that's it. <laughs> it's like all her sons came, and like the one son surprised her on her talk show, and everybody's there. There's beautiful flowers. Everybody's getting ready to the for the party, and we know that her once and Oliver had had, had struggles. We've you know followed that for a couple of seasons now, and he is doing great. So everything is good in Garcelle land. So we're gonna skip right over that scene, and we. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Sutton, getting glammed. We have the drone shots cruising over the air and the beautiful day in Hollywood to the land of Sutton's house. Sutton's to her glam. She's like, we we got to get ready for Garcelle's birthday party tonight. We got to look good for my friend. And she goes, I got to FaceTime Kyle real quick. I want to know what she's wearing because I'm, and Kyle answers. She's like, oh, Sutton, your hair looks really good. It, you know, it looks thick and full. <laughs> So I I would kill one time for my guy friends to be, Ryan, your hair looks so thick and full. Um, Sutton goes, she did a haircut. It looked good. It looked good. And Kyle's like, you know, Denise is coming tonight, right? Remember Denise Richards? We get flashback to four nights ago at that dinner last week. And Garcelle's like, Rinna, it's not that I want to bring this up. You know, Denise is coming to my party, and I can't believe you're not going to be there. All the mouths are open, like, oh, oh, oh." Rinna pretend faints. Son goes, well, I'm looking forward to that. It'd be nice to see Denise. Uh, Kyle is getting some kind of treatment done to her hair, uh, maybe coloring her roots. Who knows? Um, Son goes, well, I sent her a text this morning. It's been nice. And Kyle goes, did she respond? And Sutton goes, yeah. She responded and said, I'll see you tonight. I'll say, I'll say. And Kyle goes, she's coming after that text message because I would never imagine she'd be coming. And Sutton goes, well, let's not make a mountain out of a molehill, okay? Which, by the way, mountain out of a molehill could be a second title for this show. This is what that show is. Making mountains out of molehills. That's literally what the show does. Kyle goes, I mean, I really didn't feel like a molehill because you just got booted from your seat. <laughs> Sutton smiles and goes, I hate you so much. Kyle's like, oh, my God. Kyle, once again, straddling the line between both sides of this feud. So, uh, the drone goes overhead. We go to across town, Erica's little pool shack, uh, where, uh, by the way... <laughs> 
by the way, I don't have my glasses on. And it says where she's getting glammed. And I was like, where she's getting slammed. And I'm so out of it right now that I'm like, oh, was this a sex scene? Uh, Erica goes, so it's a birthday party tonight. I wonder if Jamie Foxx is going to be there since they're such close friends. And Glenn, the hair guy's like, he's single too, right? And Erica goes, I don't know. Does it matter? <laughs> I'm a pervert. I will ruin marriages. I don't care if Jamie Foxx isn't single. I will fuck him. Hey, I'm Erica Jane. I'm going to be lit. This is so like, okay, Erica. Oh, you don't. Jamie Foxx is going to be like, girl, get the fuck. Get the fuck out of here. Are you out of your mind? Like, come on. Let's not. <laughs> The audacity, the auda- the audacity, you guys. The drone flies over to Garcelle's where she's putting on the finishing touches. Garcelle goes, okay, I think I look good. Uh, okay, the dress with the shoulders. Okay, Robert, nice, nice. Everybody's going like, oh, great job. Now the drone goes over to Dorit and PK's house, and PK's like, let's go party. All right, let's go party like it's 1999. Little Phoenix is like, can I write my name on there? Dorit, who's wearing like a 10-foot braid, and she's like, where do you want it? As she holds a gift bag to Garcelle, so she's like, can I write on the gift bag? Phoenix autographs it. By the way, I know probably Garcelle threw that away. I would I would like that. I would, I mean, little Phoenix's signature. I would like Jagaloo's, little Jagaloo. Jagaloo, could you please sign Uncle Ryan's book, please? Phoenix, you too. Like, I, that to me is like, Oh my God, I've got the Dorit gift wrapping for Garcelle's book. That's the kind of little shit. It's like one man's treasure is another man's trash. But for me, one man's trash is my treasure. Um, so uh, Dorit's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, we're crossing off that Hermes. Okay. Dorit to Phoenix goes, love you, my little artist. I love you. Phoenix walks away with her hands on their hip, hips. Uh, she's, you know, that's. That's in the little girl. He's like, that's permanent, so you can't wash it off. And Dorit's like, ha, 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 ha. And PK's like, oh, 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 oh. Uh, so we finally arrive at the scene of Garcelle's 55th birthday party at the SLS Hotel, where they show a green Birkin handbag birthday cake with writing that says, happy birthday, Garcelle. Now this, I got to say, I got to hand it to Garcelle. This is an economic queen. She doesn't buy herself the big Birkins. You don't need a big Birkin. If you got a Birkin cake, so much less expensive. You can take pictures with the Birkin cake. The Birkin cake is not going to break you, you know? Uh, I, I thought this was so smart. And Crystal, Rob, Allie Landry. Remember Allie Landry, you guys? Uh, she's in this. I believe Allie Landry was once engaged to Mario Lopez. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he cheated on her on their honeymoon. Or may, maybe they were married. It was like he did, maybe it was The Bachelor, but he cheated on her. And I I could, I hope I'm not just, if I'm completely making that up, I'm so sorry. Uh, please, can somebody look, look that up for me? So anyways, they all arrive. Garcelle's friend arrives. Bartender greets them. Hello, good evening. Rob like, is it in here or is it in there? Oh, this is it. Rob is like, came to party. He's like, I like, I like a lot of room when I dance. Let's me spread out, right? And all the girls laugh. And uh, Allie's like, this is all you. Sutton arrives with gorgeous shoes on. She's like, ha, ha. And she's with her uh, her little assistant, who is her, like, gay best friend. She always makes a point. This is the one she's like, 
I'm not, he's my gay, he's my gay friend. Like she's, the only reason I say gay friend, because she always points him out, she's like, this is my homosexual friend. Like, so that is Sutton's date. Um, I'm letting her, I'm letting him be like a place marker until I get there, I guess. And uh, (laughs) Crystal looks at the cake and she goes, oh, how fun is this? Because Crystal's like, I have the real thing. Like, I don't eat my purses I keep them behind a lock and key. And Sutton goes to Rob, goes, oh, I like a man with a pocket square, I'll say, I'll say. Which, by the way, I need to wear, I need to start wearing pocket. What if I wear my best Old Navy jacket and wear pocket squares with it? By the way, that upsets me so much. Sutton is doing, Sutton is doing the, like, pride thing tonight at her store. And I just saw her posted from it. I was going to go. Remember I talked about it yesterday or the day before. And I'm like, something always keeps me and Sutton apart. Mainly it's Sutton. I think she's keeping us apart. But this right now, it's COVID keeping us apart. So sad for me. Um, So Erica arrives in full head to toe leopard. It's like a leopard threw up leopard spots all over. And uh, (laughs) I guess she knew Rinna wasn't going to be there. She's like, I bet I can wear a leopard and be the only one in leopard. Yeah. So she goes, she goes, Huh? And Rob Minkoff goes, hi, doll. How are you? And he goes, hey, Allie. Last time I saw her was at TJ Maxx. Which I'm like, okay. Remember we got the paparazzi photos of Erica and TJ Maxx? Dude, we love a Maxinista. I'm all great. Every She goes, yeah, the TJ Maxx in La Cañada. Chris was like, do you want a drink? And she goes, I might get a double. <laughs> and Erica to the bartender goes, hey. Can you make a spicy margarita? And so I was like, that's not on the menu, Erica. Meet Joshua. That's the, the gay best friend. Erica goes, hey, I'm Erica. Very nice to meet you. Joshua goes, it's very nice to meet you. And Erica to Sutton goes, how are you? I was going to call you and ask you what to get Garcelle, and then I just sent her flowers. And Sutton goes, flowers are good. Flowers are good. By the way, I thought that, like, Erica, oh, you were going to call Sutton and go, yeah, what are you getting? You gonna get a purse? Can you put my name on that purse? Do you mind just from Erica and Sutton? Or maybe Sutton and Erica, however you want to do that. Yeah, I'll pay you back. Yeah. Like, I feel like Erica is in her kind of... Like, it was like that same thing with the Diana Jenkins with the panther ring. Of like, can you get this black panther ring? I've always wanted to get it. Doesn't look like I'm gonna get it. You get it. <laughs> uh, so, uh... Sutton in a talking head goes, God, if Erica ever called me, I personally, I would be packing my bags for heaven because obviously hell had frozen over and I got to ascend. Ha <laughs> ha, say, I say. Kyle and Dorit are now sauntering into the party. Um, Kyle looks vixenish, a lot of boobs. And uh, Dorit looks like a giraffe, like a, you know, boobs. Boobs and Giraffe, the new show coming to NBC. Dorit goes, hello, guys. And Kyle's like, how are you? And Sutton's like, oh, that's a party dress. Dorit to Sutton goes, that's a pretty color. Sutton stands to hug Kyle. Uh, She goes, I didn't know it was a pajama party. Kyle goes, well, I didn't know it was a boob hanging out party. And then she looks at herself. She goes, well, I guess I did know. (laughs) Erica Dorit goes, hi, jumper queen. You look great. What is that? Dorit goes, it's a vintage look. Kyle goes, hey, it's a Birkin cake. Oh, my God, I love it. Erica goes, it's a Birkin cake. It's a Birkin cake. Yeah, it's a Birkin cake. My God, we got it. It's a Birkin cake. 
Oh, Eric is like, I don't know whether to eat or steal it. <laughs> um, Tariq goes, it's her first Birkin. Kyle goes, it's really good. Kyle in a talking head goes, the cake is adorable, <laughs> but I'd rather be wearing one than eating one. <laughs> Lame. Kyle's introducing herself to other guests. Uh, she goes, I'm Kyle. So nice to meet you. Guests are like, okay, you are owning this outfit. And Kyle goes, oh, well, thank you. If a nipple if a nipple pops out, keep me posted. <laughs> uh, sadly, nobody did keep her posted. Uh, the nipple was out a good 80% of the night from what I'm hearing from other... No, I'm just joking. Um, so Kyle's loving the compliments, just basking. We have Lonnie Love, uh, Garcelle's co-host, uh, Garcelle's friend of Sutton, uh, Sutton's like, I thought you wanted number two, but you weren't in regards to the drink to Lonnie Love. And Lonnie said, she said that's number two. I said, I'm on my third drink. Uh, Adrian Houghton uh, says, how many have you had? Sutton goes, one. I count my own drinks. I don't count others, I say. I'll say. <laughs> I love it. Like, that's very, like, Sutton. I don't count no drinks. <laughs> you, you, Hey, you you mind your business. You mind your P's and Q's on my mind. <laughs> I'm not counting drinks. We're here to have a good time. Just worry about yourself. I love it. I had two mint juleps on the porch as the sun went down. Reading Tennessee Williams. Uh, Garcelle is finally arriving with her sons. Garcelle's like, all right, let's go. I hear people. I'm excited. How do I look, Ollie? And all of her sons like, amazing, amazing. Garcelle goes, okay. She enters. She begins greeting her guests, giving hugs and compliments back and forth. The only thing that sucks about these parties sometimes is that they're lit for TV, so it's very bright when you're like, oh, this feels like it should be a darker environment. It almost feels like a VFW hall. And it's just like, the SLS is a really nice hotel. But I think, you know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it was just really lit. And because, you know, they want to be able to catch all the action. And normally, if it wasn't on TV, I bet it would be a way darker room. Um, so uh, they all come in. Everybody's, yeah, yeah. Dreet's like, it's the woman of the hour. Sherry Shepard is there, Garcelle's friend to Garcelle. And uh, Garcelle's kissing everybody. Sherry's like, happy birthday. Sherry Shepard, by the way, has taken over for uh, Wendy Williams. Which, by the way, did you see that Wendy Williams TMZ interview? Ooh, it's not doing good. She says she's getting into podcasting, but then it was just really sad. So meanwhile, a big black Escalade Cadillac Escalade SUV is pulling up to the hotel and they kind of make this like Darth Vader like dun 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 we hear Hollywood you know party banter and then we uh, hear a male guest go oh you look fast happy birthday Garcelle's like happy birthday thank you and guess what folks out of the Escalade pops Diana Jenkins and her boy toy Asher Diana and a talking goes I think Garcelle already had this idea of me. My guess is that I'm a diva. Maybe I just want to show up and honor her birthday, actually. Diana is being escorted by her fiancé, Asher, who is dressed like Kid Rock. Uh, he's kind of like in a fur jacket. It's really kind of not a becoming look. A velvet hat. Uh, and uh, she has the driver follow them with this giant armload box of flowers. Diana and a talking head goes, and therefore no one can call me rude. <laughs> She's so caught up on it. It's why, like, this is when you, like, true, uh, true wealth 
worries about shit that has been like, it's like, she's like, it's still, it's eating at me every day. She thinks I'm rude. Oh, it kills me. It kills me. Like every day has to go to their jobs and nine to fives, take care of their kids. She's like, Garcelle said rude. I can't get it out of my mind. So, uh, <laughs> Diana enters the party with a fake smile without her moving her lips. And she's like, I don't see hostess, do you? Garcelle and I talking about it says, I know there's a little bit of a language barrier for Diana, so maybe the doctor didn't say bed rest. Maybe he said take a nap. Anyways, I'm happy the bitch has rallied. Garcelle and Sutton both lock eyes across the room as Diana's entering and takes a sip of their drinks. Ooh, look at this. Asher to Diana as they're walking in. He's like, I think we wore the right thing tonight. I'm like, dude, you definitely did not wear the right, like, the, like the distortion. Like, yeah. We're in two spacesuits. We definitely wore the right thing tonight. Nice. Diana's like, hmm, I think so. Diana to Garcelle, hi. Garcelle goes, hi, I didn't think you were going to come. Of course. <laughs> I love, yeah, because you said you weren't coming. Asher goes, hey, we pushed her out of the door. Hey, we're, we're like, we need to get out. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> Diana's like, just let me show you something. I'm like, oh, shit. And Garcelle goes, what did you do? And we go, and there's a horse's head in a box. No, it's, it's, they walk over to the table where Diana's giant box of flowers gift is sitting. And in the middle of all these flowers, guess what? It is a hard copy of Diana's book, Room 23. So it's a little bit of a pokey gift because, like, you asked about the book so many times, here it is. By the way, Garcelle, if you're listening, I'll give you $200 cash for that book. I know a lot of people are charging 500 for it now, but that is 200 cash out the door. No receipt. You know, like, I don't, we're not going to claim taxes. That's 200 cash in your pocket this weekend. Um, Garcelle goes, is that the famous book? Flashback to four nights earlier, Garcelle goes, when Dorit asked you about your book, Diana, it felt like you shut it down. It felt like a little rude to me. And Diana glares like, Ugh. Diana goes, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you know. Garcelle goes, oh, it's so beautiful. And I actually signed it for you. Oh, you did? I did. Which would be great. They're like, I'll fucking kill you, Diana Jenkins. <laughs> Diana talking to her goes, it's actually quite hard to find a book. Books sold out, there's no more. It's a very limited edition. So I gave her one of mine. It's a very special book. Literally, guys, this scared the shit out of me. Because part of me is like, oh, she bought up all the copies. Like, part of me is like, <laughs> why is this a limited edition book? We've made the book that nobody can buy. It was our plan all along. Nobody buys this book. We just did it for the memories. Like, it was, I mean, especially, like, it's truly odd. And we still haven't gotten a full explanation of why. I like it's it is. I mean, it really is hard to find. She's right. So it's fun. It's like it's a big fuck you gift, but cool. Um, So uh, Garcelle goes, well, thank you for coming because I know you're not feeling well. It means a lot. So thank you. Diana goes, yeah, I made it for you. (laughs) Um, So Garcelle goes, well, it would have been nicer to get a bag, but all right, I'll take the book uh, and a talking head. Diana to Erica goes, Good to see you. And Erica goes, good to see you too. Sutton to Diana goes, how you feeling? You feeling good? I'll say, I'll say. And Diana goes, yeah, yeah. 
Sutton in a talking head goes, you're on your deathbed, and then two days later, you're ready to party. You let, you're ready to cut a rug. Diana to Asher goes, should we grab a Campari or something? And Usher's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's grab a Campari. Sutton in a talking head goes, so maybe Jesus came because Jesus did that. You know, he'd heal people very quickly like that. I'll say, you know, it's possible. Jesus still heals. By the way, Sutton... Sutton hitting, uh, hitting us with a Jesus still heals. God, praise me, Sutton. Pray, praise his name, I'll say, I'll say. He has healed my friend Diana, I'll say, I'll say. Um, it's, I mean, this is, this is when it gets really good. And if you rewatch this like I do, you'll like see little scenes that are just so funny to me. It, 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 they're just such, such a weird gang of people Uh you guys, you guys, I mean, like, it's just a weird crew. Um, so, upbeat music plays. We see beautiful people, great food. Crystal to Erica goes, what are you doing? What's the, what's the latest? Erica goes, my legal problems are far from over, but it's much more positive. Crystal goes, okay, good. Erica goes, I was even talking to my lawyer today before I even got here. And he goes, is it true you told guys to slide into your DMs? And I said, yeah, I, I, I talk a lot of shit. And he goes, well, uh, why don't you let me vet them? I was like, fuck no. <laughs> First off, Erica, I don't even think that's a real lawyer. Like, honestly, if a lawyer's telling you I want to check your DMs, he's either trying to charge you hourly and just want some more money or he's a freak. And, and also, like, I, you're not going to see my DMs. The DMs, like, are all just from Bravo fans. There's no slide. Like, no, who is sliding in Erica Jane's DMs? Like, like, Billy Bush or somebody? Like, I, it just doesn't. It's another thing that I think, find completely false. But also, Erica does say a very telling thing here. I talk a lot of shit. Yeah, doofus, and it got you into a lot of trouble. Stop talking shit. Just start being honest. Garcelle Sutton and Kyle, uh goes, well, Kathy sent me the most beautiful cake. And Kyle goes, ah. And Garcelle goes, she's so sweet. And Kyle goes, is she coming? And Garcelle goes, she said she's in Pasadena. I saw her text that said Pasadena. That's all I read. And maybe the rest of it said snowing in Pasadena. Kyle goes, so my mom, when we were younger, someone would be like, can't do it. She'd go, Pasadena, baby, Pasadena. Do you know what it means? It means I'm going to pass. Garcelle goes, oh, I love that dude. I mean, isn't it funny, eight episodes in, still no Kathy? It really is an interesting season. Just, and it seems like it must have been a hell of a season to produce. It seems like there was a lot of moving parts that they didn't fully get uh, settled in before starting to film. So, uh, more drinks, more beautiful people. We're walking up to Erica and Crystal and... Uh, Oliver, the son, goes, hi, guys, I'm Oliver. And Crystal goes, hi, I'm Crystal. Oliver goes, I'm Garcelle's son. And Erica goes, hi, I'm Erica. Oliver goes, hi, nice to meet you. This is my little brother, Jax. Crystal goes, yes, I have met you. Oliver goes, my little big brother, because he's taller. They move to introduce them to more guests. Erica goes, Oliver's hot. Do you think he's got Instagram? You want to slide into these DMs? (laughs) Crystal goes, I have to say, I've been uh, staring a little bit, too. He's very handsome. Erica goes, ah, right? <laughs> like, ha, that's my jam. It's a good look. Crystal goes, 
No, it's good. Crystal to Garcelle, your kids are gorgeous. Garcelle goes, they're huge. Crystal, Crystal goes, by the way, I saved your cake because Allie thought it was a real bag. I was like, what does that mean? Allie was about to take it. Garcelle goes, you know, it's the closest thing I'll get to a Birkin. Erica goes, me too. Crystal goes, no, it's not. It's called manifesting. Rob Minkoff. Um, Garcelle in a talking head goes, I can't wrap my head around spending that much money on a bag. They flash to Garcelle's birthday cake, and it states, Birkin bag is 8500 to $2 million. Garcelle in a talking head goes, so I have a cake. Maybe someday somebody will buy me a bag. Mama needs a Birkin. Mama needs a Birkin. More drinks, more beautiful people. Guests arriving, one is with Cherie Zampino, who we met earlier. Erica goes, come another one, though. Spicy margarita. To the bartender guy. And uh, Chris goes, a margarita. Shri hugs Sutton. My God. And Sutton goes, my girl, where you been? Where have you been? I say, I say. Shri goes, where have you been? And Sutton goes, I've been around. I've been around. And Shri goes, okay. And Garcelle goes, this is my backup. My backup to Shri. Shri goes, when a bitch calls her backup. Garcelle goes, you show up. I want you to meet the other girls. Let's go introduce her to Erica and Crystal. This is Cherie, my girlfriend. Hey, I'm Erica. Cherie goes, nice to meet you. Crystal, nice to meet you. Erica, Allie. Erica goes, how long have you known each other? Garcelle goes, we've known each other for a few years now. Yeah, I dated her husband. Dorit goes, leaks. And Garcelle laughs. And Erica goes, you dated her husband? Wow. And Garcelle goes, no, after, after. She was married to Will Smith. Crystal goes, no, really? Is that who you dated? She goes, yes. Dorit does jazz hands. And then Erica goes, oh, Garcelle's got bodies. Like old Erica Jane, the tale this vagina could, could tell. If these vagina walls could tuck. <laughs> so many dudes, so many dudes. Ah, uh, there was Randy and... Uh, Trent, yeah, Trent, Trent was a guy, yeah. Um, Thomas, is it Tom? Yeah, Thomas, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Garcelle goes, I'm proud of the bodies I've had, but I know there's been a dry spell for sure, and I'm more worried when the next time uh, is gonna be, <laughs> not when the last time was. We jump over to Kyle's conversation with Diana. Where Kyle's like, yeah, 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 and Diana's like, the diamond, you know, diamond, just talking about a diamond. Kyle grabs her hand and goes, the joy, why do I have my ugly, dumb bag instead of this pointed at Diana's bag? She goes, I love this. And Diana goes, did you see the diamond, the clasp on the bag, the diamond? And Kyle goes, holy shit, now I see them. Are you kidding me? Diana goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. Asher goes, honestly, as long as I've known Diana, she's been collecting these Birkin bags. Uh, honestly, they're her pride and joy. Asher, <laughs> they place a banner on the screen. Diamond class Birkin bag, $250,000. Who, how do you, what should I take tonight? Should I take my coach bag or the $250,000 bag? Kyle goes, we have this in common, but her collection is bigger. Diana and I talking to her goes, there is a funny picture of me going around between my friends when the fires in Malibu, LOL. We had like maybe five minutes to get out. Ten minutes? Who knows? And then there's a truck full of Birkins and Banksy's and jewelry. <laughs> so she's like, I guess, you know, 
shoving all this shit in a car. I don't know what's super funny. It's like, yeah, of course. you. If your purses are $250,000 each, you're going to load that fucking thing up. Like, I don't get what the joke was. Like, ah, I tried to save the rich stuff. Ah. Like, I don't know what, what should you have taken. I like, yeah, what it was like, Asher, you stay in, not the room for you. Just room for purses and banksies and jewelry. Asher, go bye-bye. Um, and uh, Diana talking to her goes, and then Asher's like, look what she's saving, Birkins and diamonds and banksies. Shri goes, ladies, 2020 was, Erica goes, terrible. <laughs> well, for me anyway. And uh, this is 2021. It'll be bad, too. It's all bad. Shri goes, yeah, but 2020 was bad for a lot of people. But I also think it was a spiritual awakening. And I'll tell you literally this. This is going to sound crazy, but I made peace with my vagina. Garcelle goes, ooh. Everybody's like, oh. Dorit's like, okay. And Allie's like, were you at war with your vagina? And Shri goes, okay. So... And I'm like, damn, Shri, like, okay, I'm digging where this new housewife is going. I've been at war with my penis for most of my life. Uh, it's been hiding from me uh, a lot of the time. We call it an innie. Uh, <laughs> just, a little, just a little dick joke to get you in the weekend, folks. Um, Shri, uh, Shri goes, oh, okay, so Shri goes, okay, so, and Erica goes, I want to know what that means. Shri goes, okay, I'm going to tell you. I was told not to touch it when you were little, the privates. And Crystal goes, no one ever told me that. Okay, Crystal. Uh, Erica goes, I was told not to let other people touch it, and that never came up. Also, I disobeyed a lot of older people. Garcelle goes, they had to force me to wear underwear because I didn't like wearing it. And Erica goes, well, don't ask her husband, pointing to Dorit. We bring up Pantygate. Remember Pantygate? How much we hated Pantygate? She goes, because I, I didn't wear underwear, and apparently he looked at my pussy all night. <laughs> Dorit is shown smiling, but you can tell she's like, God damn it, Erica, beep boop, beep boop, you're pissing me off. We get a flashback to that 2018 scene, Lisa Vanderpump going, Erica needs some underwear. Erica's like, I don't have any. I don't have any. I'm Erica Jane. Lisa goes, oh my God. Erica goes, I told you that. Lisa's like, why don't you have any knickers on? And Erica's like, because it doesn't look good under my dress. PK is like smiling. Like, remember how, like PK has really grown into his look. And I think there's like some light plastic surgery, some light things, but it works on PK. PK now is much more attractive than PK then. PK's like, yeah, all right, all right, yeah. I'll go, I'll go to bed vagina next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really creepy, actually. Erica goes, ha! <laughs> Dorit in a talking head goes, when something is right there, how do you avoid it? Regarding to like how... Do you not look at Erica's vagina in that scene? Right on cue, PK walks up. Everybody roars laughing. And it goes, Garcelle goes, right on cue, PK. He's like, I always am. And Erica goes, the time is. And Shree goes, do you know what word you walked in, like walked in on the cue? And PK goes, no. And Shree goes, she said pussy and you walked in. Garcelle goes, and you walked right on up. Dorita Garcelle, that's not nice. PK goes, I don't understand why you think that was good timing. Fucking weak, Garcelle. I thought we were close. Garcelle goes, she was talking about you, though. Because 
Ah, nothing. Dree takes PK's arms. It's okay. Garcelle goes, bye, PK. PK goes, it's okay. Well, this pussy's going to leave now. Everybody laughs. Kyle goes, that, that Garcelle's birthday cake, it's, it's the first Birkin she said she ever had. Mauricio goes, I almost touched it. I'm so hungry. I'm so high. And Kyle's like, to Diana, your text message, Diana, I almost died. So it's like the four, Asher, Diana, Kyle, and uh, Mauricio. She's like, I had to get off the floor. It was so funny. Which it wasn't that funny. Talked about the tragedy of bleeding and all this stuff. It was just at the end, she was like mean about Garcelle. There's not a lot of humor in it. Diana goes, Kyle, yeah, Diana goes, that's the thing with me. I don't do jabs. I do the nukes, nuclear. Like, bring it on. Come on. Kyle goes, this is the situation. Diana goes, bring in the bazookas. Kyle laughs, bring in the bazookas. Diana goes, come on, let's go. I'm very... Kyle goes, direct. Direct, yes, direct. Like, it's it really... It, like, this is how you... Like, Diana, and you can tell her on her social media, she really is. Like, she's like, I'll fucking gut you. I'll gut you. <laughs> I will kill you and your family. <laughs> it's real. like, she's like... Yeah, okay, you you push me, I fucking pombo you into the next lifetime, bitch. Um, so uh, Kyle's like, so on the plane, it was so funny, because I got on the plane last, and I thought, I'll just sit on the side bench, that's fine, I don't care. And uh, Diana goes, ah, ha, 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 ha. Kyle goes, what? She said, I was asked to back my seat from the original flight, Sutton said. Kyle's like, ah, it's not even that funny. Diana goes, you know how I stored her in in my phone, Sutton? Bacon, eating, vegetarian. (laughs) Mauricio goes, ah, (laughs) flashback to five days ago in Punta de Mita on the beach. Sutton goes, well, a lot of vegetarians secretly eat bacon. Diana goes, even in my English you are not vegetarian. We're still on the fucking bacon. Oh, my God. Uh, Diana says, just to remind me, I've learned for me, it's better to take breath because I really can come on like destruction. Like, I'll fucking kill you. You know, like, you know, like. Marisa goes, yeah, take it slowly. And Diana's like, yes, like, you know, take a breath. And you understand this person, where is she coming from? Why are you triggering her? And then Marisa goes, then you attack. And Diana goes, then you kill. And he goes, then you kill. And Diana goes, ha, 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 then you kill. I was like, Jesus. Um, so the DJ announces, Garcelle, it's time to cut your cake. If you guys could head on over to the cake area. Garcelle blows out her candles. Uh, everyone. And by the way, she did get her birthday wish. Uh, Lisa Rinna was not there that night. Uh, she goes, I love you to her sons. Thank you, everyone. Let's dance. So now we get a fun dancing. Everybody's like break dancing. Erica's dancing with her drink. She's like shitty, like messed up Erica. I love it. Diana goes, can I get another Campari? She says to Asher, this bag is worth a quarter of a million dollars. Asher goes, do you want me to put it in the car? No, just hold on. Hold it for me all night long. Like, it's so weird. Like, I, I'll never get like. Do you see this bag? <laughs> Do you see this jacket? It was forty nine dollars at Banana Republic. <laughs> Hold it all night long. DJ goes, hey, we need to get a soul train going. All right, all right. 
Then they show Rob Minkoff dance, and he loves cutting a groove. Crystal in a talking head says, Rob loves dancing. Our friends call him Hip Hop Rob. That's his nickname, actually, swear to God. Hip Hop Rob, that's a wild nickname. So everybody's PKs, Dorit, Erica's licking. Kyle and Mauricio take their turn. And Kyle, of course, guys, guess what? The, she's swirling her hair. She's about to do the splits. Erica gets another drink. By the way, Erica sneaking to get another drink. It's funny. Like, come on, give it, give it one real quick. When I was looking, like Erica's pounding. Garcia and I talking to her goes, Kyle's having too much fun. Kyle and I talking to her goes, every time I say I'm not going to do the splits again, something happens. I don't know what to tell you. I uh, I have some other tricks up my sleeve. Just to be clear, I just haven't pulled them out yet. In 16 seasons or however long it's I just I do the same thing every time I, I have tricks I do have tricks no I have tricks anyways I love I love a good Kyle I don't be gut be gr- I like it I don't care like I I'm like okay good get get yours like I can't do I can't even do a a one-legged split let alone a two-legged split I don't even know if one-legged splits starting to fade you guys uh they show Kyle rolling around the floor her puss fully out Garcelle goes Where's Mauricio? And I'm like, he's out back with like the line cook smoking weed, man. Kyle is laying on a sofa now and she keeps spreading her legs in the air while Dorit keeps trying to close them. Dorit goes, you've been doing this all night. I caused quite a stir. Kyle in her talking head says, I can actually wrap my leg around the back of my neck, but that costs money. (laughs) What are you saying, Kyle? Are you literally saying like you try to go down on yourself? Like, I don't understand. Eric is at the bar, and the bartender goes, spicy? Like, he know, like, okay. And she goes, uh, yeah, spicy. Sutton goes up to Diana and goes, hey, you know what? You have time to talk for a second. Diana goes, sure, you want to do it here? Sutton goes, no, let's go outside. Let's go outside. Kyle's left on the sofa, and she goes, I feel uncomfortable. And say, yeah, because you've been showing us your puss all night. Oh, my God. So Sutton and Diana sit, and Sutton goes, I just want to talk to you, you know, for check on you. I'll say, say. And Diana goes, I'm good. Sutton goes, see how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Because, you know, you say you want bed rest. I still am, but I feel good. Sutton goes, so you want bed rest, but you're here. That's confusing. You're going to have to clear that up. That I should be in the bed, but I'm here? Yeah. Diana and I talking head goes, she snorts. like, <laughs> She obviously thinks very highly of herself. She feels like I owe her something. You want to see my doctor's notice? Maybe that would help. By the way, it probably would help. Just like, uh, just a general note in all housewife scenarios, receipts always help. Listen, we live in a weird society. You shouldn't have to show receipts, but in any of these shows, yeah, let's show a receipt, show a doctor's note. It's not going to kill anybody, right? Um, but also... The talking heads that Diana, and I cannot wait to watch the rest of the season with her, because they've gotten more and more just, like, detached and weird. Like, you want doctors not to clear up? I sneak behind you in your house and I watch you sleep. And I guess just, like, you just would expect the weirdest things. Diana goes, all right, let's try. Twelve weeks ago, I lost a baby. So it goes, no, 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 no. Wait, hold up. No, 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 no. Yes. Listen, I mean this because I I had two miscarriages, so I understand. It's more than that. I know that. All we want, I say, I say, don't do funny shit with me. That fake doesn't work with me. That's like, bring it on. Girl, 
sudden says, bring, bring it on, bring it on. I'm not saying nothing. Bring it on. Diana and the talking there goes, I'm done being nice. We're done. I'm ready for you to meet different person. The new game. I am Diana Commando. <laughs> I am Diana Terminator. I am Diana Terminator. Terminator T-1000. Me. I'm a central processing unit. A learning computer. Sonny goes, but you can't sit. Diana, this is not conversation. It's not? How do we converse? No, not like, not like you just did. Blah, 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 blah. That's not nice. Oh, what? Shall I yell? Like you yelled at me? You know I'm Boston. I've always responded well to yelling. Oh, yeah, I want to hear all oh, that Bosnian tough girl. Which, by the way, I did. Did anybody else get scared? I was like, you're about to get shanked. Like, I, like, I, she's like, here. Uh, you stab, you stab me. I say, I say, you just stab me in the guts. Oh, uh, uh, that hurt. That sting. Got a little sting. Got a little spice in it. Uh. Diana goes, what? Do you? This is great. She goes, what? Do you want me to butthead you? Yeah, 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 banana, yeah, yeah. Shut up, Biloth. Don't, yeah, shut up. You're like a, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but I thought that was hysterical. You want me to butthead you? What? She carried around a $250,000 purse threatening to headbutt people. What is going on? Does anybody else know, like, does this make sense to anybody else? It truly is boggles my mind. And, uh, son's like, uh, no, I'm saying no, 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 butthead. No, no, I'm saying, I'm sorry, you were on bed rest. You're not sorry. Yes, I was. No, 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 not your phony. You're the fakest person I've ever met in life. Literally, by the way. Also, you're boring. <laughs> I can forgive everything. <laughs> I can forgive everything. I can't forgive boring. Asher's like, uh, excuse me? I <laughs> uh, sure hope you can forgive boring, because what, what are you going to do with me? <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go put my feathers back on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and so I'm not boring at all. Like, by the way, proud of Sutton for standing up for you. I'm not boring at all. You are really boring. That's not nice. Diana goes, you know what I regret? You and Garcelle at the front of the boat in Butamita. I was talking about my most painful memory in my life. And I was going, hmm, fake, going off. Because we get a flashback to the boat where Diana did bring up that her, her, her brother died. He was killed in the war. And Garcelle's like, I'm sorry. And son's like, oh, how old was he? And she's like, he was young. And Garcelle goes, life, right? And son goes, well, my dad committed suicide. You don't get to say goodbye. That's hard. Which we talked about this last week. I truly think she was trying to relate. To, to Diane. And Diana is like, she talks a lot, but I don't think she listens. That, to me, is not somebody that has empathy. Son goes, when your brother died in Bosnia, I remember that. And it resonated with me. Your pain. Never say that I'm fake. I'll say, I'll say. And she goes, anyway, yeah, you are, you are. 
sitting in there talking. He goes, I am not a fake person. I don't have fake lips. I don't have fake boobs. I don't fake anything. I say, I say, I'm a very real. She's fake, you know. So, okay, projection. I'll say, I'll say, project much. Roberta Garcelle goes, ooh, she's going in on Sutton. And Garcelle's like, who is? And he's like, uh, Diana. Sutton's like, you're not listening. I, and you're, I'm not. Kyle walks up to them and sits down. Sutton goes, no. I don't, we don't need this, Kyle. We don't need this right now. Kyle goes, really? This is the Rinner role? Producer probably was like, get in there, get in there. Tag in, tag in. This is where Rinna would have jumped in, but Kyle, and Kyle is not anywhere near as good at it as Rinna. Rinna would have like, hey, what's going on here, Randy? <laughs> what's, what's going on? You, what, say that a little louder, Sutton. <laughs> so Sutton's like, uh, no, no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Garcia's like, come on. She comes in, sits down too. And Sutton's like, I want to talk to her one-on-one right now. Come on. And Garcia goes, what's happening? And Diana goes, well, I told her she's boring. And Garcia goes, what? I'm rude, aren't I, Garcelle? misspelled correctly do i pronounce it misspelled garcelle misspelled rhymes with garcelle <laughs> i'm a poet and i didn't know it i kill you <laughs> I, I crush you and your people um garcelle goes well i said you were rude because Danny goes, so I am. So, okay, okay. Garcia goes, Dorit was trying to engage with you and you shut her down about your book. Danny goes, go on, take a swig at me, go. What is the problem you have with me? Garcia goes, I don't have a problem with you. Yeah, you do. Garcia goes, you have a chip on your shoulder. It's got nothing to do with it. Massive, massive. Nothing to do with it. Kyle goes, no, 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 no. Sutton goes, this is a very different Diana. The bed rest did you good. Which, by the way, I was like, damn, Sutton, good line. She goes, but let me tell you something. You got to understand that we're all... What? That we're all bacon-eating vegetarians? Shut up with that. Shut up with that. Garcelle goes, what does that have to do with anything? Kyle goes, that's actually important. That's actually stupid, Kyle. Kyle goes, Diana's saying, don't say that you're this person when you're not because she doesn't touch someone. Garcelle goes, so what? Does that show her integrity because she likes bacon? Diana goes, yeah, it does. Garcelle rolls her eyes. Kyle goes, okay, guys, let's reassess the situation. So I goes, okay, I was having a very calm conversation. And Garcelle goes, about what? Well, I said I was very sorry about her being on bed rest. Diana makes a pouty face as she lips her and pouty face at Sutton. Diana goes, your sorry is so fake. The fake is fake. Sutton goes, that wasn't fake. Garcelle goes, Diana, that's kind of shitty because if she's apologizing to you, you just met her. It's fake. Sutton reaches for Diana's legs. Diana goes, don't touch me. Don't touch me! Don't! Garcia goes, wow. Are you her bodyguard, Garcelle? Are you? I'm not her bodyguard. Are you her mouthpiece? No, I'm not. Diana goes, sounds like it. Garcia goes, she doesn't need me to be her mouthpiece. Diana goes, I know. She's frail and old. And also, I get it. Frail and old? She's called Sutton Frail and Old? 
Dinah Garcelle goes, you know, that's bullshit. You're being mean right now. Really mean. And Dinah goes, I am. And Garcelle goes, you know what? You're not going to do You're not going to mess up my birthday. My kids are here. I'm not doing this. Uh, Garcelle and I talking to her goes, when I first met Diana, she seemed sophisticated and worldly. But this Diana, not a good look. Garcelle walks away and she goes, what a bitch. Where's my bag? Kyle goes, holy shit. Son goes, I think we're done here. You're an asshole to Diana. Kyle pushes Sutton back, goes, hold on, hold on. So he goes, no, she's a fucking asshole. I say, I say, you know what? I got your number. I see it. And Diana goes, oh, I gave it to you the first day I gave it to you, Adi. Oh, I know. I see it. 8675309. Got it. No, I'm good. 8675309, which, by the way, is a song from the 80s by Tommy Two-Tone. 8675309, about a girl's number that was written on a bathroom wall. Is she saying that Diana's a slut? I don't know what she's saying here. And uh, that was Jenny, I got your number. I need to make you mine. Jenny, I got your number. Eight, six, seven, five, three. And meanwhile, Erica beckons Michael, the bartender, over. He goes, she goes come here, come here, come here. Yeah, you got to break the rules. And Michael's like, break the rules? And she's like, yeah, you got to steal millions for... No, she goes, yeah, uh, you got to give me another spicy margarita like you've been feeding to me all night. And he goes, oh, I see, of course. So they must have done the last call, and Erica's like, no, I'm not... I've got Taco Bell to eat when I'm getting home. Erica goes... Please, love. Oh, thanks. Okay, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. She is lit. Garcelle goes, has anybody noticed anybody missing at this party besides Rena? Of course, anybody? And Erica goes, Diana? And it's like, no, Diana's over there. You mean in this party? And Garcelle goes, Denise. And then Erica goes, I told you, bitch. She's going, I told It was like, it was like a whale. Like, I told you, bitch. It was so loud. Garcella talking to her goes, I stood up for Denise when she wasn't in this group. And that was important to me because she is a friend. But her not showing up tonight hurt my feelings. Erica goes, I told you. I said she'd never show up. I told you. You never believed me. Garcella says she said she would. Erica goes, I told you she'd never show up. She's not a friend to you. Fucking bitch, fuck you three times. Garcelle goes, yeah, I'm good. Eric goes, you better be. Garcelle goes, I'm good. Eric goes, if not, you're a fucking punk ass. Garcelle says, I'm not a punk ass, and you're right. Eric goes, I know you're not a punk ass, but that's what I'm saying. If you let this fucking brawn run all over you three times. Garcelle goes, I'm not. I'm just telling you she didn't come. And then Eric goes, fuck her ass. <laughs> fuck her ass. Garcelle on the head goes, oh my God, Erica, calm down, girl. By the way, this is when you regret doing an open bar at a party. Uh, perfect timing, Michael, the bartender, comes over to deliver the spicy margarita. Oh, fuck your aunt. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you very much, sweetheart. You're lovely. Garcelle on the head goes, I told you so. I mean, where did that come from? I don't think Erica's ever told me so. Uh, Garcelle goes, well, they're still at it over there. Erica goes, who? Garcelle goes, Diana, Sutton, and Kyle. Dorit goes, that's all right. Let them be at it. So we go back to Sutton. Sutton's like, so good luck with your passive-aggressive ridiculous. Oh, no. I'm aggressive. This is aggressive. Go back to your texting. That's passive-aggressive or aggressive? It was passive-aggressive. No, it was aggressive. No, everybody else thought it was bad. I'm the only one that speaks up. Kai goes, I actually don't think it was passive. It was very like, bam, boom. 
Thank you for playing, Kyle. Sutton goes, yeah, but like you can't respond to a text like that. Oh, wah, 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 um, bed rest, and then go out. Diana's like, is that what it sounded to you? Oh, wah, 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 wah. Oh, yeah, it did. Oh, God, you know. Diana goes, honey, I gave birth to that baby 12 weeks ago. Sutton goes, honey, don't ever. Here we go. Diana goes, yes. Is that like too much information for you? No, it's not. I actually have empathy for that. Don't lie. How dare you question my empathy, Arthur? And I go, oh my God. Son goes, that's all I have is empathy. I got the Sun Shrek name. I got my ballet companies. I got my baseball teams. I got empathy. And Diana goes, you have none. And Son goes, you're a soulless person. That's a really mean thing to say. Kyle goes, stop, hold on, that's a whole, hold on, Sutton, Sutton, you can't say that. No, you can't say somebody's a soulless person. Dinah goes, you need a new villain? Here I am, yeah. To be continued, folks, we did it. Oh, my God, I barely made it out of that alive. Okay, unfortunately... Rinna wasn't on last night, but Rinna wanted to be like, oh my God, you guys, I was, I'm still here. Don't, don't forget about me. So a lot of shit went down today on social media. And this is where production's got to get their shit around these ladies and not let them post anything. You've got to get approval from these. It just, it's very frustrating. So, uh, Diana, she still hasn't blocked me yet. She posted cause Garcelle was on watch what happens live last night and kind of just said what, you know, like I, you know, said what we saw all think of Diana. I mean, the majority of us. And she writes in this post, I'll do it. Dear Garcelle, next time you go on national television, why don't you ed- educate viewers on how many times I went to Haiti, your home country? Why don't you tell them how many planes full of first aid and medical supplies I sent to Haiti? Why don't you tell viewers how many millions of dollars I have given to your country? A woman from Bosnia did that. Also, you could have mentioned all the money I have given and everything I have done for women's rights in Congo and other 100% black communities. You are very familiar with all the work I have done for human rights all around the globe. By the way, awesome. Great that she did that. First off, you don't, though, toot your own horn ever. But also, Diana, it doesn't give you permission to be an asshole. It just And that's not haters hating. That's just like, yo... You're not understanding what anybody's telling you right now. So is that legend behavior or is it just weirdo behavior? Because she can, like, because it, it triggers her completely. Like, the fact that she's playing along makes me so sad. I always say this. It's like, damn, she's rich and she's doing this? Like, so if I ever get rich, I'm still going to do the petty bullshit I do now? Like, no, thank you. I will remain dirt poor. Um, it's frustrating, though. Like, you know, do you guys... See that? So this happened today, and then Lisa Rinna jumps in because Lisa Rinna is just out of touch and ineffective. She's like, ah, I want a little attention. <laughs> Does anybody remember me? <laughs> she uh, she writes, uh, okay, so she writes a couple things. She says, uh, well, okay, I'm trying to find the, she talks about being, trigger like she jumps in here to kind of defend her friend diana which is so interesting to watch her finally stand up for a friend instead of throw one under a bus which is usually rena's go-to um but also so 
Lisa has since deleted all of this, which I also find funny. Uh, I'm trying to find the post here. Um, but I do know I talked to one of my friends during on a break from recording. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Um, so she goes, we, Rina goes, we fight on our show. If we fight with Garcelle, uh, we're all of a sudden called a racist. That's bullshit. I will not accept that. I will express myself when and how I want. And I am not afraid of any of you hoes. Like, do you know, like Rina always talks like she's in the 90s. Like maybe like when she was in Melrose Place. It's like hoes. Okay, grandma. And then she goes, and if you're just so triggered by our show and a lot of you pussies are... Go watch Dubai. What does that even mean? Does it mean because Dubai is more multicultural? Like, this is a bad look, Lisa. You were not even on the episode last night. It just screams like, give me some attention, please. But also, we I just find it weird. It's like, girl, why are you so, like, thou death protests too much? Like, nobody's talking to you right now. Like... You don't need to stand up for your rich friend. Your rich friend at this point should be confident and secure in her decision and stop making wacky fucking social media posts and acting like a weird detached asshole. Like, uh, listen, I'm not saying fire Diana. I'm not saying fire Rinna. I'm saying like, get it under control. This is such a weird look. And the fact that Rinna deleted it shows, but you know, the internet stays around forever. And then she did this. Diana posted from her beach house in Hawaii and she's like I called in Ghostbusters to cleanse all your hater energy and posted a video right on the ocean this beautiful house with these two guys you know like like doing the smoke the healing smoke whatever the fuck it's called the healing smoke I always forget like what is the fucking healing smoke the fucking thing that you why you get the negative energy she hired like this is rich people shit like girl you are at a beautiful house in Hawaii and you were fucking online on Instagram, like with quote unquote haters talking about your behavior on a show. Girl, you are in the promised land. You are on a, I can see the ocean from your place. And you have probably paid thousands of dollars for somebody to come light some matchsticks around your place. Like, oh, it heals. It heals from all the Bravo accounts. Ha 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 Guys, I just find it so weird. I do. So that is where we're at. We'll probably have so much more tomorrow. This thing is never ending. But you guys, we did it. I'm so happy. I can take Tylenol PM. And I'm so glad I lasted. I really, around 3 o'clock today, didn't was so ready to post that I was going to cancel today. But I'm so glad I didn't. I don't know if you guys will even hear this. I feel so alone right now. <laughs> I do. And it's good. It's good. It's, uh, it's making me stronger. Stronger. I'm getting stronger. Um, but, uh, I hope you guys have the best weekend ever. I'm going to miss you guys. I feel like I'm the only one going to be trapped indoors and you guys are going to be out fun living your lives. Uh, if you like this show, please rate it five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Please tell a friend this only grows by word of mouth and all of that jazz. And I know there's a lot of competition for your ears. So if you happen to listen to this and you like me, thank you. If you don't, I get it. I've not liked myself for a lot of my life. Go check out the YouTube, go check out the Patreon ultimate girls trip. Uh, I'll be posting a new one on Saturday. I'm going to take tomorrow off. I need a day off and that's it. I hope you have the best effing 4th of July holiday ever. And I know there might not be a lot of celebrating in terms of America right now, but we got each other. That's what's cool. We are awesome and we should celebrate each other. So do that this weekend and I'll talk to you next week. Okay? Bye, guys. Betches.